everybody, and welcome to Reboot Already Underway's Best Picture Recap. We're doing it all in one this year. Possibly one. Possibly, possibly one, one, possibly two. We're doing it in one in two parts, maybe. I don't know. And uh, yeah, if you haven't uh, heard from us in a while, it's because we haven't posted anything in a while. Um, it's really good. It's really good if you're a fan of us. Because then you click on it and you're like, oh, this is a little surprise. I'm getting something today. Ooh, let me listen. But it's really bad for new listeners. <laughs> like, we're not going to pick people up with this episode. So prepare for a deep dive. Do we get new listeners? Not when we do it this way. <laughs> this is the way we always do it. But I mean, like, we, used to, we, we did it weekly. Yeah. That's, how, that's, how, that's how you get new listeners. Weekly. Is it? Yes. I mean, honestly, myself, I listen to podcasts. I, like, listen to three episodes, drop it for, like, a year, then come back and listen to, like, two more. So, okay. Uh, well, that's... You're not the I'm, normal person. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you. Um, but I am your host, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by Aaron. Oh, boy, we've seen all the best picture movies, Han. We have seen all the best picture movies. <laughs> um... We're coming, well, we're not only going to just talk about the Best Picture nominees, we're also going to make predictions. Um, we're going to do that in this episode here. And uh, to do that, we are coming from an undisclosed location, uh, deep underground. We don't want anyone figuring out our picks. We don't want to be brain controlled. I don't know we where don't this want... bit is going. <laughs> I don't know either. I was hoping I was hoping you were going to yes and me, but I got yes no <laughs> Um, so never mind. <laughs> do we want to do it in, this is just the order of my ranking. I figured we'd just go alphabetical to not show any favoritism. I want to show favoritism. <laughs> so you show favoritism, that why we, we talk the most about, we'll talk like 20 minutes about our favorite, and then we'll get to a certain film, and we'll be like, yeah, okay, this one's not good. Mm-hmm. I meant in backwards order. Oh, backwards order? But I don't want to talk about that movie first. <laughs> I don't know how to help you, man. Let's start. let's see. Let's do like a random sorting. Cause letterbox, not not a sponsor. You can't do random on just this though. You can only do random on watch list. Not like random, but let's just pick a weird one. Let's pick the shortest movie first. Okay. Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> let's pick this, a different one. I don't want to. No, talk no. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll we'll stick. We got it. We got to We got to get going. We got it. He's got a long podcast, and there's no time to wait. Actually, this is a bad way to do it because we're getting. Uh, yeah, this I don't know. We'll do it. What do you mean it's a bad way to do it? I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to. Well, I don't know what you mean though, because just inside baseball us for a second. Okay, Aaron. inside baseball. Uh, we're starting with my least favorite ones. We can do that though. We can do Fair. that. Really? I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 inside baseball this. <laughs> um, when added, <laughs> this is just, the weirdest one. But that's just gonna... <laughs> not really a state. But when it was added to Letterbox, I can. No, I can it's mess when with you this. added it to your list. Do you not understand how Letterbox worked? <laughs> It's not true, because this is the last one I added, because I forgot it was nominated for Best Picture. Then it must be reverse order. You probably added I did not add that first, though. I added this first. 
I think it was when it was added to Letterboxd. No, no, it's not. I don't like this. <laughs> this is also, like I said, if you like us, you're getting something weird today, so have fun. Um, let's just let's just do it. Let's just do it like this. Longest first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we know which one we're starting with, then. The Irishman. We're going to start right there. At the Irishman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, all right, so, <laughs> it's it's the longest start one. This it is a long movie. I know. I like this. I like okay. this. This is something. It, a... This is what editing is for. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I know you don't. <laughs> um, the Irishman. It is a long movie, but doesn't nearly feel as long as it is. No. To be honest, this is one of like the I, I've seen a lot of long movies, and this is the one where I'm very much like, oh. It's over now? Okay. Like, it just... it I Yeah. Did, the length never got to me, really. It did a little bit for me. It, it, it got to me in the sense that I'm like, oh, this is... I'm still watching this. This is still going on. Mm-hmm. I've had to pause this several times to, like, get up and go do something, and there's still, like, two hours left of Right, this. but it didn't bother but you it did it, it wasn't much. like, uh, you know, like Ben-Hur, where you're like, yeah. why do we have an extra, extra 40 minutes at the end where they just go to find Jesus? Just cut this part. Cut out Jesus. You gotta find Jesus, Aaron. That space. That, they do that in the Irishman. Is that was Not that really. was that the point of the Irishman? No. Um, <laughs> well, let's just say this up front. We're going to spoil all of these movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that. So was, you uh, can. I, I'll put time codes in the description so you yeah, can kind of jump when we're around. Talking about each movie, so you can, so that way, you can yeah. listen to the ones that you've seen. Yes. If you're worried about spoilers, but um, still wanna listen yes. to uh, this. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll do that for you. Um, so check the description in on Apple's podcast. That's incredibly difficult to get to, and I don't understand it. But if you're listening on SoundCloud, it's pretty easy. So, Irishman. Yeah. Where, we already started it, but we're going back to it. Um, just pleasantly surprised by this movie. Yeah. Just really, yeah. I was very um, hesitant at first. Because it was long. It was long. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, part yeah. of it. But also, I just everything I saw from it, I'm like, I don't. I've never really seen a mob movie except for Gangster Squad. Never <laughs> loves Gangster Squad. A little Ruben Fleischer. Gangster joint. Squad is like the worst mob movie to start with because it's just a ripoff of like every other mob movie, but worse. Yeah, but uh, Emma Stone. Was so in now it. you're you're gonna see all these classics, and you're gonna be like, oh, they they did that in Gangster Squad. I'm gonna be like, Gangster Squad and... actually is better than this. You're going to, yeah, no, you're going to walk out with that opinion. Yeah. And it's not going to be justified. It's just going to be you have terrible opinions. <laughs> I, but, um, yeah, that wasn't super interesting to me. I mean, the, the, the aging technology was, like, weird. I didn't like that idea of it. Yeah, and it's, it's not super convincing, at all? No. In the movie? They, like, the, it's it's very much a thing where he always feels old. Yes. There are parts where he feels older. <laughs> but, like, there's no part of this movie where you think he's young. He's supposed to be, like, that 16-year-old kid in the truck, and he looks like he's 55. <laughs> he, like, hobbles over to the front, and I'm like, oh, he's old. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was, um... Something that gave me a bit of pause. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. Um, and uh, on top of that, a little bit of, a, uh, of shaky history with Scorsese movies, I guess. 
I've only seen two outside oh, okay. of Irishman. Wolf of Wall Street? Like that one. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Shutter Island. Not a good don't, movie. Don't let David hear you. I'm sorry, David, but it, I don't like it. I, I understand why people do, but... And he gets he gets so mad at me because I say, I guessed the twist. I did guess the twist. Why won't you believe me? Because there are more layers than just <laughs> no, the twist. No, no, that's not what he's mad at me about. He's mad that he he's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> he thinks I'm lying about it. Oh, it makes me so angry. <laughs> Wow, you just need to feel superior with your Scorsese opinions. I, I, mm, you know. Next oh, you'll be telling real film, Marvel bro. movies are uh, yeah. theme park rides and whatnot. Well, yeah, okay. That was also <laughs> another thing where I'm like, come on, dude. Um, but either way, I was like, you know what? There was a, a gentleman at work who yeah. was like, loves, loved this movie. And he's like, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. One night, midnight, I was like, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know why you started this at midnight, but it worked out for you. Yeah. Because I was, like, going to give myself an out. Yeah. I was going to be like, yeah, I don't have to watch this. It's midnight. I want to go to bed. Right. But I was very into it the entire time. Now. Yeah. That, I, I don't know. How, how do we even talk about The Irishman? It's a movie that happens. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a movie that happens. And a lot of it's just, it, it didn't hit me until the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, yes, the ending is the best part of the movie. Yeah. And that's why when, after I watched it, I was like, you have to watch this in one sitting, Lacey. Right. Because it's not going to have that same impact if you split it up. Because it, I, I think for most of this movie, I was like, it's fine. In the same way, like, Goodfellas, I think it's a fine movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like it a whole lot. Okay. I don't know. I kind of It's one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, sure, I can respect the uh, craft of this. But I just don't like it in any like way. Like another movie on this list. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um... <laughs> uh, but and this film is very much like you know, Goodfellas. But then you get mm. to that ending, and that ending makes all the difference. You know, just it's it's. Wait, you, it was not anything I expected at all. Yeah, it just it just when it gets sad, it's <laughs> just like oh god, it was all for what? It was all for what, De Niro? <laughs> you lost Peggy, you fool. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I I loved the ending. I loved, honestly, everything from when we catch up, not to present time, but from when we catch up to the the whole wedding. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's not even a wedding. It's, yeah, the wedding, yeah, and then wedding. it's the ceremony that they have. Right. Or no, it's on their way to the wedding that they, again, we're doing spoilers, where they kill um, Al Pacino, uh, Hoffa. So they have the ceremony. From everything from the ceremony where they're honoring Frank mm-hmm. and on, I was just like, this is super interesting. Like the way the we're seeing characters interact who hadn't interacted before and we're kind of getting their, like the whole like deeper underlying, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Like their, their interconnectedness of the world. And I love something you said about it actually where it's like, they thought they ha- they think they have more power than they do. They're like lying to themselves that they have this much power. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was yeah. the part where um, the whole like um, the JFK assassination, I think it was. Right, they like yes. do a line where they're like, "Oh yeah, the mob did that." Yeah, and yeah, that's when I'd mentioned that where I, I think it's very much about like deconstructing that mythology of the mob. Like they're they're so all powerful when it's like no, it's a very kind of like insular idea where it's like. Mm-hmm. They just have to build up that idea to justify their actions, and then at the end of the movie, 
where we are and the characters are confronted with the hollowness of that violence and that's when the movie finally you know hits and finally works yes. for me yeah it's good yeah it's very good <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's one I haven't seen since it came out, so I don't have like too much more I mean, to say. I it's mean, one of those movies that you're not gonna watch, rewatch no. very often just because of the length. It's but. but it's enjoyable beginning to end. There was never really a part that I'm like, oh, it's starting to drag. Yeah, you know, again, I think it, it's very well, well paced for its time, um, and you know, Al Pacino is really fun to watch. Yeah, it's like it's a time, different so. it's a different performance here too though. It's a little more subdued, which I like. For in like a couple scenes. There's like the one where he's um where I forget exactly something with uh, Robert Kennedy. Um it, Oh, the, is it the part after he's assassinated? No, 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 no. no. That part is like that part is- Oh my god. <laughs> um Yeah, no, it's the um when he finds out that they're doing like a a hearings on the uh, the Teamsters, and he's yelling at everyone in the office, and it gave me very Glen Gary, Glen Ross vibes, <laughs> where he's just like, "You stupid," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, the the accent's coming out, like that's not your character. Like, calm down, man." Um, but yeah, no, but it's it's a very can't complain different... about more. Uh, no, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Uh, God, I love that movie so much. <laughs> um, Joe Pesci was really good. Yeah, I thought he is he nominated. Yeah, I believe so. Well, I have the list right in front of me. I just look. Weren't you saying you had never seen like a Joe Pesci movie? I don't think I've ever seen him in any movie. No, I really don't understand how you have never seen Home Alone. It's just one of those that uh, just hasn't happened. You know, (laughs) every year I'm like I'm gonna watch Home Alone this year. And I just don't like Christmas movies I feel like enough. it's never going to happen at this point, because Home Alone's very much like a, a movie you watch as a kid, and then you watch it again as an adult, and you're like, oh, mm. oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen Home Alone 3. <laughs> Have you really? I've seen most of Home Alone 3. Oh. There's like a little bird in that one. I, I, I haven't seen three. I saw it in a hotel in Washington, D.C. when I was at one of my cousin's funerals. <laughs> it's a sad story, but I saw it there. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it was kind of a weird little. Do we do we thing. move on after that or? Uh, uh, I'm trying I'm, to I'm find that if he's nominated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, he's really good in this too. And and the thing is, uh, De Niro is fine. He's, Again, very the, De Niro the, the, the whole de aging thing just is too distracting, really. To uh, the scene where he goes to beat up the guy at the flower shop. And he's like, I've seen, it. yeah. I've seen a lot of people uh, point out to that scene where, like, just, the, the suspension of disbelief just like finally yes. broke on that one. And like, other than that, like when he's not moving, the face is fine. You mm-hmm. can, it's it's weird sometimes, but it's fine. His eyes are like weirdly blue. Yeah, yeah. I don't get. I don't like that. I mean, maybe that's just how the character, the, the human, actually he had a blue eyes. The human actually. The human actually. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's just that Robert's like near. Oh, that human. <laughs> yeah. No, that that meant like the character he's playing. Frank. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um. So maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> human. <laughs> All right. Have you been replaced? Have you been like body snatched before this podcast? Yeah, yeah, probably. The human. 
Let's see. Who else can we talk about here? Uh, actually, Ray Romano has a couple funny moments. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Ray it, Like, the whole opening when he meets him, and he's like, yeah, you, you can just tell me, did you do it? I'm going to defend you either way. Just tell me, did you do it? <laughs> uh, he's good there. Um, but all in all, I mean, it's, it's a good movie, and one that I think is, I don't know. Should we say if they're not worthy of Best Picture nomination at the end? Because I don't know that I'd say this one is. I mean, it's it, not one of my personal favorites of the year, but no. I, don't, I don't know how much worth it's there is to declare whether something's <laughs> you know a best right. a good Best Picture nominee or not. Because the Best Picture nominees are right. just all they're whack, you know. The thing is, it's like I liked this movie a lot, but there are so many other movies that. The Academy itself would usually go for that I think were just just completely thrown out. So I don't know. Right. I, I would have rather seen something else. But same time, it's a good movie. Uh, what's uh, the bit with the guy with the big ears is pretty funny too. He's like, I had him reduced. What are you looking for? He's like, I just told me. Uh. And then that comes back later and is also has a good bit to it. Anna Paquin doesn't talk. That's the point of the character. I know, I know, but I think we have to bring it up. When we're talking about this movie, we have to talk about the controversies. But it's, it's such a pointless controversy. It's I, I don't it think is. it's worth worth discussing because it uh, it's so it's just so I don't know. I think it's well intentioned, but it's just so misguided mm-hmm. in its uh, application that. It's 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 I, it, painting a narrative that doesn't exist with this movie. Yeah, and I think that's the main thing. It's like I understand. Yeah, like I think they're well I think they're picking the wrong battles. Yes, um, yes, yeah, yeah. It just it feels weird in this one to be like that's again that's not really the point. Like that's there's a purpose to her silence. Right. Yeah, I mean, no, I think there's an interesting discussion between this. And another film we're going to be talking about on this about Next. like you know the use of uh, <laughs> women as symbols um, instead of actual characters uh, in movies that are you know written directed starring predominantly men. Um, I think there's an interesting discussion there, but yeah. I'd also think that you know in isolation uh, the the purpose of the character is very powerful. The the silence mm-hmm. speaks volumes, you know. Yeah, absolutely. She's the, the really the heart of the movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. She's what brings him to these realizations. Yeah. And I, I think it's... Yeah, I don't know. I think make, giving her more, like, speaking in dialogue-like points wouldn't have been... I don't know. It just wouldn't have be the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I agree. I, I think it's kind of weird that, that this is what they decided... This is a good segue to our next movie. It is, it is, actually. (laughs) That's why I was like, hey, speaking of... um, Well, yeah, we'll move on from The Irishman. So, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. So, you can see where I have them ranked. Is this... Well, this isn't your rank. This is my best picture rank. But, I mean, like, the order it's in now isn't The order's not... But the numbers under it is. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, again, we're not trying to give too much away, I guess. I don't... I don't know what this. I don't know what this. Spoilers. Just, 
the idea of doing this all in one was to talk about them in a short period of time. Um, yeah, so once upon a time in Hollywood. I mean, I guess it would make sense if the Irishman was just like this huge, giant chunk of this and everything else was shorter, but... Uh, yeah. But yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood. Good. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Really good. Really good. One that I, yeah, haven't seen again since it came out in theaters, but I want to watch again. I have it. Actually, I gave it it's to my family to watch. So. Definitely the Tarantino film that I've kind of, like, thought most about after watching it. In the okay. sense, like, Reservoir Dogs and, like, Kill Bill, like, I'll always, like, you know, think of that just for, like, you know, being stylistically really great. Okay. Um, but this is the this is the Quentin Tarantino team, uh, film where I'm most often returning to the movie and just being like you know thinking about the theme some more. He has things to say in this movie, definitely. I yeah yeah no I think this is definitely a kind of a kind of wrap up for his career and I think he's described it as such where he's basically like yeah I plan to make ten movies but this ninth movie is kind of like my final statement on anything. So, I don't know, <laughs> so what, I don't know what my 10 gonna movie's going to be. Fast and uh, Furious 10. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god, I'd watch it so quick. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where we go from that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one that... Um, it's... it's, it's I mean, I guess most Quentin Tarantino movies have done this too, where they're just so, I don't want to say iconic, because that's kind of overused, I guess, but iconic in a way that, like, I can see this poster, and I can, like, remember the entire movie, okay. where, like, show me the Grudge poster, I, don't even show me the poster, just, t- oh, the Grudge 2020, I saw the, that, like, the, two the weeks ago. coming out of the back of his head when he's showering? That's, that's the maybe the only thing I remember. That, that well, that's the poster. That's <laughs> oh, is the, that the poster? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's the one memorable um, image that they're like, yeah, that's, that's our marketing campaign right there. But, th- uh, like, a movie like, um, like, like, uh, what, what's the one I'm looking for? Django Unchained. Haven't seen that since we did the podcast on it. Right. I think about that, I can put the whole movie in sequence. Like, I can, like, figure out, okay, this is where this goes. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's just some. It's just good filmmaking, Aaron. <laughs> okay. I am a tired man. I am very scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Don't be afraid. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I'm looking for you to give me any confirmation that you know what I'm talking. I know about. you're talking about that uh, Tarantino's movies. Um, you know the way in which he plays with structure mm-hmm. kind of makes them, in a sense, even though they're like much more like scattered, like his timelines are all messed up. They make them easier to follow mm-hmm. and kind of like trace the the through line of it. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it this way. Uh, Brad Pitt. Nominated. Yeah, yeah, he is. Kind of weird. Weird that he's considered supporting, I guess, but I think that's just one of those Oscar uh, things where it's like, oh, we'll, we'll get him in the supporting category because yeah. then he's a shoe-in and the likely winner. I mean, it's it's nice to see him get nominated for something that like is a comedy role, too, though. Kind of. Like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't really have... Big emotional beats. No one really does in the movie. I mean, I mean, he doesn't have big emotional beats, but he does have that very long sequence at the uh, Manson Ranch oh, where God, it's, it's like so, so tense. It's so, <laughs> it's, so good. It's, it's it's tense as hell, and he's it's it's you know like the movie's a comedy all outside of that, and then mm-hmm. that one scene, it's a horror movie. Yeah. So. 
it's um it's one of those movies that I can't divorce from the first time I saw it, which was in that theater with all these people who, I don't know, some of them didn't seem like they knew what they were getting into at all. Like, the people in front of us, when the movie ends, the guy goes, that was a weird movie. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but just, like, the, the, the tension in that theater, in that scene, the Manson Ranch scene, yeah. just was like, oh, my God. Like, everyone's just sitting completely still. <laughs> like uh that and the end scene too um the whole like from the whole time they drive up mm-hmm. to the the road and you're like oh, they're not gonna do this are they because <laughs> like i didn't know right. I, i'm like i know he's had a history of changing history yeah <laughs> good sentence yeah <laughs> um but i'm like oh, let's not do this because again the whole thing you lead up to it is everyone's like, uh, Sharon Tate doesn't have very many lines of dialogue, and, like, this is kind of weird. I'm like, oh, God, don't do this. <laughs> and I'm just like, please. And the fact that they don't go that direction, I'm like, all right. Good on you, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, and, again, that returns to the the whole thing about the, the women as symbols in this film, uh, mm-hmm. like in The Irishman, where Sharon Tate is, yeah, they kind of... There's been a lot of conversation about the way the film changes history, you know, whether it's respectful or not, or if it's disrespectful to kind of change this history just to, you know, the the whole th- movie is kind of like uh, this nostalgia for uh, an older time in Hollywood, um, and whether or not it's respectful to the legacy of Sharon Tate to, you know change that just for the ends of these fictional characters um, on behalf of Quentin Tarantino, just wishing everything was back when, you know, I don't know, men could be men, boys will be boys. You know, like that kind of like white yeah. male power, ar- you know, hierarchy kind of, that's kind of what this film is like longing for. Like this and The Irishman are both kind of like uh, directors at the end of their game kind of like looking back on that and being like, oh, this is over. Yeah, you know, and like I think that's really interesting, but there is also you know, I, again there is I think there is a valid hmm. conversation to be had with uh, I, I the, the, yeah, yeah the way I they use women where to uh, create that kind of coming from on that, and I I can understand maybe she because Margot Robbie's good in this, but yeah, she doesn't have like too much to do at all. I think she, I think she's great in this. I think she really I I think. I, I don't know how well, how closely she would match uh, Sharon Tate. I don't know if I've ever seen an actual Sharon Tate movie. No. But I, I think she's great in that role of the symbol, of, like, creating, mm-hmm. like, this cheery, you know, like, such a wholesome character mm-hmm. that that symbolism works, that when her life is saved, then we're, like, the world is saved, you know? <laughs> right. And I just, yeah, I guess. I, I think it's, I, I mean... I can understand why people might think it's not respectful, but I think, again, it's good-intentioned as far as saving her life at the end and not letting her die a horrible death, where it's like, hey, isn't that what it should have been anyway? Well, I mean, maybe not. I mean, she was married to Roman Polanski, so... And we're not going to talk about this movie anymore. But I, 
but no, I think I think that's I think that's actually a, a kind of uh, controversial opinion to say it's good intention. I think there are a lot of people who uh, wonder about the uh, the intentions in this movie. Like you think about like we were just mm-hmm. discussing like the Bruce Lee scene the other day. Yeah, where a lot of people are like, um, you know, it was very disrespectful to Bruce Lee to use him like this. And I and I, and you know. I, I, we were discussing how I, I think the movie intentionally sets that up because they have the line of dialogue about how uh, one of the you know one of the uh, things that an aging uh, film star uh, has in their future is just being like this guest star on these new shows so that mm-hmm. the new hero can beat them up and instantly you know the audience will take to this new hero because they're like oh they beat up the old heroes they're the one we should like so right. i think the film is definitely playing on that in that scene mm-hmm. um but yeah i, I it was it another a dream sequence <laughs> <laughs> again it doesn't it doesn't matter the whole movie's a dream <laughs> sequence <laughs> Um, yeah. But again, it's it's that whole um, like kind of using women and and minority characters to kind of just further this uh, nostalgia for this era of uh, you know white male privilege. And I think right. I th- I think it makes it a very fascinating movie. I mm-hmm. think that's why I've been like so captivated by it because I think you know it's just kind of. Whether or not it's a good or bad movie, it's just kind of fascinating to have someone use the um, the medium of film to kind of like express these ideas in this way. Right. <laughs> that was that was a shrug. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, 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 I think I like this movie a lot more than I'm coming off right now because <laughs> I think I'm just more like you know. <laughs> Digging yeah. into the controversy of this film, where most of it is just like, you know, this is funny stuff, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's, at, at most times, what this movie is. It's just a comedy. <laughs> but, again, he has, he has more to say in this, I think. Yeah. And I, yeah, I can see where, where people are coming from on that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good point. I just I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like I don't know. I don't have much like I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not the one who's. Yeah, we're very. Yes, we can't speak for other people. Right, exactly. And I I'd rather listen to what other people have to say about it and be like, oh yeah, you're right about that, or you know, I don't know. It just remind me of the Bill Hader bit from. uh, Do you remember the John Mulaney SNL skit we were watching? The guess that name. <laughs> no, what part? Oh, the part where he's just like, you know, what, what would you tell the uh, the girls at home? And, and John Mulaney's like, I tell them they're as good as any man. And he's like, wrong. He's like, well, what would you say? I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, no, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. Is that wrong to just be no, like, no, no, I, no. I just want to make sure I'm not. No, I think that's a, I think that's a very valid and. Um... Yeah, probably smart take, yeah. Yeah, I can just, I can only speak to what, how I felt about it, and I was like, it's good. It is good. <laughs> it's really funny. That that yeah. whole last scene, Brad Pitt, like, on oh drugs, like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and the whole payoff with the flamethrower, too, is just, oh my god, it's insane. Um, yeah, so good. Um... But what about um, Al Pacino? I forget he's in this movie. All Al Pacino the time. was in this movie. Are you kidding? Who is he in this movie? He's the he's the guy who says, "Yeah, we bring in the 
we bring in the old stars to and he's like oh I, I saw you i saw your movie and all the killing the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah no i remember al pacino now i yeah to be honest i forgot a lot of this movie outside the stuff we've already talked about what about lena dunham lena dunham's in this movie yeah she's at the um she's at the ranch house scene she's one of the manson family oh okay sure also um uh harley quinn smith is also one of them yeah okay so there you go yeah but yeah no i really like this movie i really like the way it like plays with the different mediums of film within itself you know especially like when they're recreating like the old 50s uh western tv show style yeah. like that's so i that was Bounty great. Law. i really hope he does make that mini series of just that me too that'd, that'd be, be fun Timothy Timothy Oliphant uh, has a good scene in this too, or a couple good scenes actually, yeah. where it's just like, "What's Timothy Oliphant doing, man? <laughs> why, why isn't he in more stuff?" Like, I I don't know what to tell you, man. Let's see what's he been up to. He's in uh, he was in um, I Am Number Four. Oh god, so that's the that's answer. what I last remember him from. Yeah, he was like the he was the mentor figure. Yeah, he was a missing link apparently. He was the um, he was the Uncle Ben. Of uh, I Am Number Four. I forget that name. I read like three of those books and I just couldn't. Do you read the books? You read yeah. three of those books? Okay. Yes. They're pretty I awesome. just watched the movie. They're better than the terrible. movie. They're okay. much better. Than I, well, the I movie. believe that. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I didn't know people read the books. Yeah. Yeah. I have like up to like the seventh one, I think. I just. How many books did they there, write? There's another one that just came out. I only what? know this because I still follow them on Facebook and every once in a while I'll see stuff. Is, pop it, still, up. is it still like the same storyline or is it, it like might one be... of those book series where they're like, oh, we're going to cap off the main story, then we're going to do like a sequel? A well, series, what they. Cause yeah, they did we, that. We well, want money. Not sequel series, but I think what they're doing now is they're going through each of the numbers. Yeah. And they're just telling their so story. So they're like prequel or like interquill kind interquill of thing. Interquill type stuff, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, That's a cash grab. Yeah, but people seem to like them still. Well, maybe they should uh, get a Netflix series or something <laughs> and then uh, redeem themselves. Do we have something. more to say about One Spot Time than Hollywood? Um, to be honest, I don't remember it as well as I guess I uh, thought I did because I've. Comp- Again, I completely forgot Al Pacino was in this movie, yeah. but I, I liked it. I thought it was, I think it's uh, one of Tarantino's best movies, and I definitely think it's his most interesting um, the way it kind of just like it's there's it, it kind of like makes explicit right? <laughs> there is art to it and it makes explicit like all these things he's been like doing throughout his entire career mm-hmm. like you know and I think that I, I'm I'm definitely you know very curious to see what his tenth film is going to be but I think this will you know definitely stand as like his final statement yeah on I mean it's gonna I, be something that's not gonna match this I I don't but he always surprises so. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, like, something very, very, like, smaller and kind of, like, go back to his roots style, kind of. Yeah. Um, better than Pulp Fiction. Well, a lot of things are. <laughs> Let's just make this everyone This is me with angry. my film bro hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Good fellas in Pulp Fiction. Not that great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Admire them for their technical craft. Not super interesting movies. Mm, yeah. And I not give likes to these. Ford v Ferrari. Yes. Um, this is uh, of, of the best picture nominees. This is certainly one of them. <laughs> I see. I think we're. I I really liked this movie. Yeah. Like this is again. I'm such a sucker for this type of movie. 
where you're like, you give me kind of a sports story. It's like well the, like made. The, it's well directed. It's well acted. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, I'm in. Like, like the like, Sunday afternoon cable yeah. movie kind of thing. That's yeah. your vibe. Like <laughs> The Rookie. Uh, this is better than The Rookie. This, that's... <laughs> I mean, you. When I said Sunday afternoon cable movie, I didn't expect you to nail it in one take. But yeah, yeah the rookie. <laughs> um, this is better than the rookie. I do love the rookie, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's there's just a, a a kinetic, like force to this movie mm-hmm. that I was not expecting. Yeah. I, number one, I didn't know much about it. I'd seen the trailers, but I'm like, I don't know anything about racing, and racing just kind of sucks. For the most part, right? Like, racing, not, not great. I mean, like, NASCAR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. This is, there is, like, a NAS, couple NASCAR scenes in this movie, <laughs> and they're actually awesome. I, I like cars. Does that count? Like, you know. Oh, the movie Like, cars. the movie cars. <laughs> not like, you know, not like the automobiles, but like the movie cars. I hate the automobiles. <laughs> Love the movie. Um, Cars, the film, not the uh, world-dominating mechanical force. (laughs) Um, There's there's, um, just the the whole when they get to the final race. Yes. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but I'm going to look it up just so I know what I'm talking about. Is it Le Mans? I think so. That sounds familiar. It's French. I don't know. Le Mans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I was wrong. I should have left it up here anyway. Um, but the whole Le Mans scene mm-hmm. is just, oh my god, I was riveted the entire time. Like, edge of my seat type stuff. I didn't know how it ended. I, that's the thing. All these true stories, they're like, oh, well, it's a true story. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not paying attention to Ford v. Ferrari. Like, I don't know about cars. <laughs> I love the movie. I hate the product. I, yeah, no, I, I didn't know anything about the real life story either. So, yeah, that ending was like, uh, yeah, definitely edge of your seat. Um, and just the way and it's I think, shot. I think even if you knew what happened in real life, it'd still be very gripping just because I think, you know, like you're, you're in like the cockpit, yes. you know, like for that. You're there with Christian Bale when he makes that decision to, you know, slow down. Ugh, and it's so like, good. you know, it's, it's like it, it runs the risk of being too schmaltzy. But, oh, my God, it's so good. Just the way it does. He's just, like, he just sits there quiet for a while. And he's just, like, all right. <laughs> he just kind of eases back, you know. I'm like, man, oh, it's good. It's so good. Um, yeah, there was. I, I definitely like this movie. I don't I don't want to come off as I didn't like this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it, it really did anything to get a Best Picture nom beyond, like, no. show up. Right. But, um, Showed up and was confidently made, which is more than we can say <laughs> for one of the movies <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I really like I really like the conflict in this movie. I really like how the conflict is essentially Ford is like the villain of this movie, right? And I, I think there's a lot of interesting material there where it's you know like it's these men who are like trying to do great things but keep on getting you know it's like it's very much you know like right. the, the you know fighting the man kind of movie. What's the... Um, did, was it you? I think you might have wrote, wrote a review. You wrote I mean, review. I did write a review, but... Um, uh, yeah, so you... I loved this line here. The way the way great works of men get swallowed up by those who think themselves great men. I was like, that completely sums it up. Yeah, no, that's the, that's my succinct way of putting my thoughts on... Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a very interesting theme, and I thought that conflict was very well explored, and that's yeah. what really uh, sold this movie for me. Yeah, Christian Bale's so good, too. 
So is Matt Damon, but Matt Damon's like always good. When was the last time you saw Matt Damon be bad? I, to be honest, I haven't been. Uh, I, you know, I've been following Matt Damon's I, I career very closely. Let's, was let's he take a in look. I am number four. <laughs> I forgot we already talked about that. <laughs> he I just pulled I am number four out yep. of nowhere. Um, he was in Unsane. Yeah, he is. For that one scene. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's just not, he's not bad at anything. Even the movies that I'm like, oh yeah, these aren't great. Well, Great Wall's not good. He's in We Bought His Hill. I haven't seen it. I can't I haven't speak seen, to it. I haven't seen it either. I've seen clips. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I mean, but I get what you're saying. Matt Damon is just kind of like one of those baseline, be, like, yeah. prestige movie actors where you're just like, oh yeah, Matt Damon's in this. Yeah, but then Christian Bale... I mean, Christian is Bale's also kind the of, prestige movie. Uh, but it's never as... He's always... Whenever he gets nominated, he's always doing something weird, I guess. This is, like, the closest to, like, a Christian Bale type of performance. He's arrogant. He's, like, really... Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of a weird choice for him to pick this movie because it's like, this is you, Christian Bale. <laughs> the light... <laughs> Why am I with the lights? It's distracting. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe he just saw something of himself in this, and I was yeah. like, "Wow." Or maybe he was like all of us, embarrassed at Vice, and he's like, "You know what? I can do a better Best Picture now." Mm. He's good in that, though. He's the best part of it, but it's still <laughs> a terrible movie. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm not go that far. Uh, Tracy Letts. I mean, I love Tracy Letts and everything at this point. I think he's amazing. He's Henry Who is Ford he? II. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's great in this, too. The few scenes he has. He has that very... Oh, man. When <laughs> they come back and they're like... Uh, they, they told us that... Or they told him that you'll never be Henry Ford. Or whatever. Because uh, he's Henry Ford II, Aaron. I don't know if you knew that. I Well, you just said um, it, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and just like the... Hmm. <laughs> We're gonna kill him! <laughs> like, it was so good. Um, man, this movie is. Oh God, it's one of those that's just like, get me in there. I'm gonna drive that car. <laughs> and you don't wanna drive the car. Right. You just wanna sit back. Sometimes they don't get out, Aaron. Well, that was dark now, yeah. <laughs> but if you're not, like, strapped in, well, I guess you'd. You'd wanna be strapped in. It's like, yeah, car. you wanna get strapped in. <laughs> Don't just leave it hanging like that. Don't just say you want to get strapped in and uh, end that sentence. Strap in, because we're going Ford v. Ferrari, baby. <laughs> Noah Jupe's in it. Who? Noah Jupe. I don't this know kid. who that is. He's in A Quiet Place. Is he the kid from A Quiet uh, Place? To be honest, when I clicked on this, I thought it was going to be the guy that's in all of them. Um, <laughs> all of um. All of uh, <laughs> Ryan Johnson's movies. Oh, the um, the kid who's from It. No, no, no. what? What? Is no. he in all of Ryan Johnson's movies? He's just the only oh kid I could think God. of from Knives oh Out. God. Talk about Ford v Ferrari a second. I gotta find this. I I don't know what you want me to talk about. I didn't think he was gonna be a kid. Talk about Ford v Ferrari. What? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Is that who you're thinking of? No. Well, him too. He's in all of Ryan Johnson's But movies. this guy's in literally all of them. Noah Sagan. They, 
two completely different ages. I said I didn't think it was a kid. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in all of them. Knives out. Let's move on to our next next yeah. next picture now. Knives out. Oh my god, I wish. <sighs> yeah. Forty Ferrari. Good movie. I'd recommend it. If you if you got a dad, show it to him. It's a Sunday cable movie, but like the best kind of Sunday Maybe cable movie. Maybe this is movie, just the you know? dad in me. Maybe I'm at that age where I'm just like, oh, Ford v. Ferrari. Good movie. I'm not a dad. Podcast listeners, I am not a dad. That was just my little PSA for everyone. Not public service. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, yeah. What are we talking about next? Marriage story. <laughs> what are we going? Oh, we're going by length, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Marriage story, yeah. Um, are you going to be able to talk about this one okay, or are you going to cry? I'm already tearing up a little bit, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> but we can do this. I can make it through. Yeah. It has a little crown. I don't know what the crown means. But... Uh, the crown means it was one of the top movies of, oh. uh, of the top 250. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. So, people are liking this. this one. What? People like this movie? People like this movie, yeah. In fact, uh, some might say it's even. Uh, oh, I thought we the were talking picture. about the Joker. <laughs> That's the one I was crying about. <laughs> um, it, this this should win Best Picture. Is that uh, well? You're biased. I'm completely biased. <laughs> There's no you're lies there. This movie, <laughs> this movie just uh, made you. Uh, Breakdown and... Uh, it takes a special movie to do that. Does, uh, no. Yes. Yes, it does. It takes, like, uh, relatively any movie uh, for you to cry. To cry. To cry. Yeah. For me to break down and question my entire life. <laughs> it's a completely different thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's fine. I didn't think it was a very sad movie. It's not a sad movie. I thought it was, it was like, funny. And then I was happy. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a good time. But it's also got a hint. It's a bittersweet. Well, yeah. Bittersweets are the worst cries. I'm not... You think I'm... <laughs> I mean, those are the worst No, ones. That's, a, that's not those even are the ones that make me, like uh, a... the, Those are the ones that destroy me inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A ghost story. Right. Those All those stories. You just can't watch a story. <sighs> but one day we're going to talk about a ghost story on this podcast. Ghost story, marriage story. <laughs> yeah. La La La. Toy story. I don't... <laughs> I don't know what other stories are out there, but uh, um, well, West Side a, Story. A, West Side Story does it for you? Nah, I've never seen it. Maybe Spielberg's will. Yeah, you know. maybe. Um, no, I'm saying La La Land's the other one. It's a bittersweet cry. I know, but I was I was gonna naming story I movies. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> a Paddington story. A Paddington story. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's actually talk about the movie now. It's funny, it's funny, and then it's uh, happy, is what you said, right? I mean, yeah, essentially. Okay. I mean, that, that was just like my, uh, that was just, that right. like a uh, joke synopsis, because, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of, uh, you know, raw emotional stuff in this, but, right. you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that, I think this is another interesting movie, um... I don't think it quite falls into the women as symbols category as the other two, but uh-huh. it's definitely like you know they kind of they kind of build it as like an even split between the two characters, and I think it very obviously favors uh, Charlie. And oh man, okay, so we're all gonna talk about well, this. 
Let's get Not into this. Not that I think it favors Charlie's side of the divorce argument, but that it favors, like, we follow him for more of it. We're more in, like, his emotional headspace for most of it. And, um... Which can, Nicole, you know, is, is that Nicole, yeah. Nicole, yeah. She's, like, intentionally kind of kept a mystery for a lot of it. Like, we get some kind of sense of why she wants the, the divorce, but the movie is essentially, like, she wants the, the divorce, and then it takes two hours for Adam Driver to come to grips with it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, the conflict here. Which... To be fair, is written by a person who this happened to. Well, yeah, no, obviously it's because it's based on. Uh, he can only write know. what he knows. Aaron. <laughs> um, see, this is interesting. I literally just talked. I, I, I talked. I, I texted Taylor, friend, friend of the show, Taylor. If you're listening to this, hello. <laughs> About this, where she's like, "Hey, it seems super biased that everyone's like." It just seems like the message is, women suck. And I'm like, I see, I didn't get that at all. See, the way the movie starts for me, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong. Well, it's not, it's not really something you can correct somebody on. You can't be wrong about it. It's opinion-based, but we're going we're gonna to power through this either way. <laughs> when the movie starts, yeah. very much more sympathetic towards Charlie. Mm-hmm. But as the movie goes along, you lose more and more of, like, the thought of, like, oh, what's, this guy, he ain't done nothing to nobody, like, come on. The more you see, like, his anger come out, the more you see his manipulative side come out, his controlling side, the more you're like, oh, yeah, this is, like, good for her to get out of this. And then by the end, when he reads that letter... Which is the part that destroys me <laughs> when his voice breaks when he's reading, and I'm like, "Oh, yep," and I'm crying. <laughs> well, how do you know? Uh, what do you know? I'm here now. Um, it was when he realizes, like, "Oh yeah, I, I wasn't good." <laughs> like he, it, you can remember all the good times, but it doesn't really mean they were good times. I guess is what he's realizing, and also his version of love was so much different from hers. His version of love was so almost passive-aggressive, very selfish. Hers was so much more compassionate. And that's why I think at the end, it's much more like, yeah, I mean, you guys weren't right together. It doesn't mean you can't be a good person, but, like, it's, that's, that's not going to mesh. My hand motions are what's really making this for Aaron, I think. <laughs> Don't right do now. hand motions like that and then... Uh, Into yeah. the mic? Yeah, no. This is... We don't reboot our hand away ASMR. They don't, they don't know what motions you're doing. You know? like, it could be like a this motion. <laughs> it, it wasn't that motion. <laughs> it was this motion. Listen. <laughs> that was that motion. <laughs> but they'll never know. They're only it's listeners. too late. They know now. Anyway, um, that's that's what I yeah, had no, to say. I, I kind of felt the opposite way in terms of my sympathy, where I was like at the at the start when you uh, when Nicole meets um, Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what character's name. She's Laura Dern. Oh, she's God. awesome. Oh I, God, she's I Laura can't, Dern. I can't ever separate her from her character. No, she's great. Right, she's Nora. She's just always going to be Laura Dern because yeah. you know, yeah. But uh, when when she's going into all of that and she's like, you know, I always wanted to do this stuff. And then Charlie was like, yeah, we, 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 we'll think about it or whatever. And then he just, you know, like, never followed up on it or any of that stuff. Like, I think that, you know, was a very sympathetic scene mm-hmm. that put you on Nicole's side early. And then so much of the movie follows Charlie 
that you gain sympathy. I think you gain, I gain more and more sympathy for him. Where I think yes, he does have all those controlling, manipulative um, aspects, and yeah, I, I. But I think the movie was kind of like him, like kind of it was like coming of age, like him, like coming to grips with that and. Uh, realizing that he needed to be better in the future kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. this kind of recognition that, like, oh, this relationship fell apart. It was pretty much mostly my fault. Mm -hmm. Majority my fault. Um, And him just kind of, like, you know, growing as a person through that. I I think it wanted us to get more sympathy because we're like, oh, he is going to change, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's that's how he regains sympathy. I don't think we realize that until after he does the knife thing. Well, yeah, but that's but that's late. That's what I'm saying is that's later in the movie. Like at the okay. end, we gain the sympathy. Back I guess for that's him. more like I think like in the way I think about it is like it's that's like the epilogue of the movie at that point where he um where he goes over for Halloween. Like that doesn't like that feels like you know what I mean. It's more like of the epilogue of the film where it's like without this i guess the movie makes sense but it's the thing that really ties it all together maybe that doesn't make it an epilogue i'll shut up <laughs> but um no i i understand that i can see where you're coming from on that too that's the thing i could see i could see people's interpretations like, I mean, of it yeah no i th- i think nicole comes off better i don't i don't really understand the um the i i've heard a lot of people say that like you know like it's like Nicole comes off as just, you know, like, mean and petty and all this yeah, sort of stuff. Never and I, I never got that. Um, but, yeah, I think the majority of the film was just trying to be, like, you know, regaining that sympathy for Charlie's side of the story, which I guess is, like, you know, Noah Baumbach. Again, Charlie is essentially just his kid. Right. <laughs> which, um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't think it quite falls into that woman as symbolism category, no. but this is definitely another movie where it's just like, hey, the director is uh, definitely uh, working out some of their own issues yeah. in this film right here. But it's at the same time, it, it's extremely personal to the director, but I think it, you can make it very personal for yourself, too. I There's think a lot of those are the easiest ones to do. Yeah. If it's personal to the director, it's the yeah. easiest to make it personal to yourself. Yeah. Right. Man, it's this movie's so good. This movie is so good, top to bottom. And like, I was like, there was a point where I'm like, I like this, but I didn't. I'm not liking it nearly as much as I thought I would. And then when that see the the epilogue, as it were, <laughs> fine, we won't call it the epilogue, but the letter scene. When that happens, I'm like, oh yeah, I actually loved this. And then I like look back at all those old scenes, and I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh god, what happened? This is definitely um, one of those movies where as soon as it was over, I was like, yeah, I'd watch that again. You okay, know, yeah. like it's on Netflix. I'd be like, oh okay, I'll watch that again. It's gonna be in my Criterion collection soon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because it, it it just um this movie is just so funny. Yeah. It, that doesn't get talked about enough. How yeah. good it is! Like, I, and what really made me realize that right away? There's like a really early on joke. It's when he's reading uh, her letter, or the letter when he's reading the letter that he wrote about her 
um, about why he loves her. And again, you look back at that, and it's like, a lot of that was kind of passive-aggressive. But he's like, I love that she leaves the cabinets open, and he turns around and slams in, and then it cuts to the next thing. I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> you got me there. And then it got me uh, everywhere. The whole knife trick scene yeah, is, like, no, the funniest thing. <laughs> to ha- Like, again, another thing that I don't, I haven't seen anyone else talk about. I'm like, this is so funny. That's the highlight of the movie. You haven't seen anyone else talk about it? No. That? That's the that's the best part. Have you seen people talking about it? A, f- a few, a few. Okay, okay. Well, that's not enough. <laughs> okay, <laughs> gotcha. The whole um, just <laughs> as after he does it, and then he's like, "Oh well," she's like, "I'll be going." Oh yeah, let me uh, grab stuff. He's getting blood on it. <laughs> she can't open the door. He's like, "Just you gotta just just turn the thing." He reaches around her and does it. He's like, "All right." <laughs> On the ground. Yeah, Daddy's just taking a rest. (laughs) So good. There was like a split moment where I'm like, did he die? (laughs) There was like a split second where I'm like, oh my god, that's kind of (laughs) dark. Yeah, yeah, Um. I want to say my favorite line in the movie, (laughs) but there's a swears in it. Okay. So I probably won't. Do you know when to bleep it or like yeah, substitute I'll, I'll it or something like that? Yeah, I'll probably bleep it. Let's see. Oh, it's like, I, I just meant like bleep it yourself, nah. not go through the computer. Okay. It's, it's too late. What? I don't... These well, notes are too... This is this is taking much longer. These you know? notes, man. I don't understand how to work these notes. Are you you kidding me? You just hit new note. New type note. Type up a note. New note. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! We're only like halfway through these, man. Nah, one second. Um, kind of innocuous, but um, also at the same time super funny, and also shows a little bit more onto his side of things. It's when he picks up the car and he's like, "Oh, I was having them install the uh, the car seat for me," mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, "That's not right." And then, um, I forget what, he's going to look for a divorce lawyer, but he's taking his kid with him because he's like, he wants some time with his kid, but he also has to find a divorce lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, also didn't know that was a thing, by the way, where like, if someone's consulted with the divorce lawyer, the other party and the divorce lawyer can't. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's kind of, leaves you with, uh. Not many choices. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like made, uh, laws that's made for a reason and then manipulated in kind of like the yeah. way that we see in this film. Divorce divorce lawyers are uh, scum of the earth. I think, well, garbage I think, trash fighters. I think that's part of what this film <laughs> yeah, is no, trying absolutely. to be. Is like, hey, here are two people that um, do love each other. Even if they're mm-hmm. not right for each other, they do love each other. And they practically tear that apart because, you know, like they get so wrapped up in this financial aspect and this legal aspect. Right. And then, you know, they got to return to the letter to be like, oh, this is um, this is why we were in love in the first place, you know? Yeah. I so, what I was yeah, about. no, I, I, I definitely think it's a... I, I think the movie is very interesting for how it's like, you know, the way in which the, like, interpersonal relationships just get, like, so um, tangled up in all these other kind of, like, societal structures that we've built up that they can kind of, you know become mm-hmm. overwhelming and d- distract from uh you know like these the kind of like simple emotional resolution that you know it's just like oh okay we're not right for each other we're just going to go our separate ways but because right. we built up all this stuff about marriage that we have to go through all these different layers right trying to uh 
They weren't going to do lawyers. Right. They <laughs> but I'm glad they did. Yeah. Because then we got Laura Dern. Then we got Laura Dern. And Alan Alda. Alan Alda is really good in this movie. Like, his... Oh, man. Because he's, like, the guy who's like, hey, sorry, man. It's, oh, this is what it is. But let me tell you the facts, sonny boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you care of you real good. <laughs> that got away from me. Yeah, I don't know uh, I don't know what that uh, was turning into at the end. But. Um. Anyway, the line that <laughs> I like is um yeah so they're like installing it and they get ready and he's like all right uh and the the boy's like i just, I just want to play i just want to play uh treasure hunt i just want to play treasure hunt he's like get the fuck in the car i mean jesus i'm sorry but get the fuck in the car <laughs> it's so good it's just something about though it's the way adam driver delivers it which is great but it's just also like the instant like shouldn't have said that to my kid but also i'm going to also say it again <laughs> like like I'm sorry, He's like, but this I is not something I should have said. But it is something that I mean. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's too good. Um, so I'll have to believe that. Which you know, it's like again ties into the whole movie where it's you know people not saying what they actually mean because mm-hmm. um, they're trying to. It's kind of like you know they're trying to save each spare each other's feelings, and then they end up trying to spare each other's feelings for so long that they destroy their marriage by never actually confronting their problems. Exactly. You know, so it's kind of like a microcosm of the with the whole point of the movie. Exactly. Yeah, little women, little women, little women <laughs> walking down on the street. <laughs> and moving on to our next movie. <laughs> no women. Mm-hmm. Really good. So good. Hot take. Better than the book. I haven't read the book, so the, I the can't. The best version speak. of this story um, that I've ever, uh, yeah, that I've ever, uh, I don't know. Consumed. I don't know how to reference media and different, you know, like one's a film, one's a book. Oh, it takes place after Civil War? Yeah. Oh, man, I gotta... Well, one, you should be able to have known that just from the year. I'm gonna... Um, oh, God. I'm gonna have to update this in my, like, timeline for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm I'm glad you bit <laughs> on that one. <laughs> the little women's where the jokes come out, my friend. I'm, I'm so defeated by uh, falling for it's, that. It's less it's less than uh, little women's when the jokes come out. It's one hour in is when the jokes come out. Uh, see, here's the thing. Normally, yeah. I'd be concerned about some of these names. What do you mean? I don't know how to pronounce, pronounce them. Sure. But I've, per- I've practiced. You've practiced. Sharon so much. Well. Sing Ronan's name in front of the mirror. Yeah, like Her Bloody Mary Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. And then she comes out of the mirror. Saoirse Ronan. Mm-hmm. Not Saurise. Yeah, man. Or no, I wouldn't mean Saurise. It would be Saurse. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. And Florence Pugh. Not Pug. (laughs) Sure. Do you you expect applause for... (laughs) Uh, Not from you, but someone 
Someone listened. Someone was clapping in their car right now. They're like that's they how took you their say hands it. off their wheel and they just started clapping. I'm sorry for anything oh, no. I just caused. Well, don't don't accept the blame. <laughs> well, I don't accept the blame on that. Thank you, Aaron. You're my lawyer. <laughs> uh, I'm the Alan Alda. You're the Alan man Alda. with the. Um, Laura Dern back again. Laura Dern is back again with a brand new bag of tricks. Is it? It's just kind of like Laura Dern being like, oh, God, Laura it's, Dern. It's Laura Dern. It's a very sweet role. It's like, just you know. like, oh. It's like Laura Dern needs to be in Paddington 3 is what I'm saying. Yeah. She'd fit. Yeah. She can play Laura Dern. <laughs> Paddington meets Laura Dern. And it would be like when she met BB-8. Paddington v. Laura Dern. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to do a British accent, so I won't. I'm gonna do it. I'll do the voice a little. I'll do it a little. Anyone who listens to our podcast just needs to watch all of John Mulaney's SNL bits before, yeah, uh, apparently. or else they'll never. Yeah, they'll never get the jokes. <laughs> Little Women's a good movie. What was the what was the package? I don't know. I was just gonna be like, I'm, I've been polite for too long. <laughs> now it's time to get mad. Give her my hard face or his stern her hard stare. My hard face. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> oh no. Can we talk about little women? Okay, little women, little women. Really great. Really great movie. <laughs> I really loved what they did with the story, mm-hmm. um, especially the way like uh, Greta Gerwig like uh, mixed up the timeline. Um, yeah, I think that really uh, the story really benefited from that. And that's something that I have I've had no connection to this story at all outside right. of this movie, and I didn't even realize that wasn't a thing that all I mean, of yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely something. Yeah, I'm not sure what it would be like not knowing what the story is ahead of time. Yeah. Like, because it, it feels very much like it's trying to, like, play with expectations, in mm. a sense, to me. Like, as someone who was familiar with the story beforehand, who had read the book, who had seen other film adaptations, mm-hmm. it very much felt like this movie was intentionally being like, yeah, I know you know this story, but we're going to change it up, and the way that we change it up is going to bring out new aspects of it for you to love. Okay. So I don't... I'm, I'm just like, I can't wrap my head around what it would be like to experience the story the first time like this. It was good. I'm Well, yeah, clearly. <laughs> my second favorite. No spoilers, sorry. Spoilers yeah, yeah. for Little Women, but not for my list. That's... I keep that under lock and key. Yeah. Um, but I loved... I love... Um, I love how they changed up. Uh, what I can't, I can't remember the characters. I'm Florence Pugh and Amy. Amy, Amy, and then Lori. Uh, yeah, I love how their romance gets like set up at the start. Because mm-hmm. that was always one like the weirdest aspects of the of the book, and it was like you know it's like Amy is just like the the, the 13 year old sister for the first half of the book, and then uh, once Lori gets rejected, he's like, oh okay, I'm with Amy now, and you're like, that's a weird consolation prize <laughs> yeah. kind of. Thing. You're like that's let's not do that. Like, <laughs> oh man, I can't get with you. How about your thirteen-year-old sister? 
<laughs> and I think this is the first uh, time that I think that romance worked. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, yeah, it's entirely because we kind of are introduced to the adult versions of those characters first mm-hmm. and they meet first and kind of they, ha- they have like they're kind of like meet cute right. scene and they build from there too right. it's not like it doesn't feel like they're super building off of how they knew each other as kids yeah. it feels like they're almost starting again at that point especially in the scene where um he shows up drunk to that party and she's like yo i, I don't ever want to talk to you again she says it like that yeah, that's how yeah. They, they, they talk. <laughs> they yeah. anagrammas. Anna, Anna oh, no, you can't say it either. What? Okay, good. Say it. What? Say it. Anachronism. Okay, perfect. You can't say it either. Anachronism. Everyone, Aaron can't say it either. It's not just me. Anachronism. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I know what word you were thinking when I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> um, Anachronisms. Sure. Sure. Um, we'll anachronistic. Yeah, and yeah, they they talk like that. That was a terrible way to embarrass ourselves just yeah. for a pointless joke. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Bob yeah, Odenkirk so is in this movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's really weird. He just shows up for like two scenes. Yeah. And he goes, "There's my little women." You think that's a joke, but he really says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then the credits roll. That's the end of the movie. Greta Gerwig can do no wrong. <laughs> yes, yeah. Cooper's in it. Greta Gerwig does a Colin Farrell chair turnaround, and yeah. she's like, "Listen, they're, they're little women, but they're actually big women. You know, they're adults, big in their own way, big in their own way, big dreams, <laughs> little women, big hearts." <laughs> yeah. What is I just saying? Little women. Big grave for <laughs> Did you did you know Beth was gonna die? Because no. I saw a lot of people getting upset on Twitter because people were like spoiling that Beth would dies. And, I didn't know and, that. Yeah. But I didn't also didn't see that on Twitter either. I didn't know it until I watched it. I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> like they're not gonna do this. Neither did my stepdad, by the way. Yeah. We had, both of us had never seen it. My mom I, Aaron saw this with my family. <laughs> and um my mom, big fan of the the source material, big fan of all like she's seen like every adaptation of this mm-hmm. story. Um, and Aaron, you had known, but yes. I, when you guys went to the bathroom after the movie, and I was just sitting there talking to Mike, that's my stepdad, and um, he goes, "So did you know that Beth was gonna die?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't." He's like, "Yeah, me either. That was way too sad." And I'm like, "Yeah, same." I'm like, what? Wow. And they say men uh, didn't want to see little women. I saw those little women. Look at and that. they made my eyes cry. <laughs> oh boy, did my eyes cry. I think the first time. Let's talk about the first time we cried watching Little Women. <laughs> did you cry at I all, didn't, Aaron? I don't think I cried. Oh, I cry. Well, again, we know it doesn't I, take I don't, much. I don't cry a lot at movies, and then I cry at very, like, unexpected parts and uh, in weird movies, you know? Like, no. I can watch Little Women, We're gonna not talk cry, about this in a second. and then I can watch Star Wars Episode 3 and just, you know, ball. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> um, there's a, a bit where um, Amy burns Josephine's book. Yeah. And I started crying. <laughs> I'm like, she worked so hard on that. <laughs> 
Um, so that got me. Um, and it's it's such a testament to how good of an actress Saoirse Ronan is. But when she's crying there, um, she had sold her hair mm-hmm. to get her mom to her dad, wherever he was. I don't know what he was doing. He was dead. He's not dead. I thought he was going to die. And when Bob Odenkirk shows up, I guess I'm like, I guess he's not going to die. It's Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> This feels like you're drunk and trying to explain the plot <laughs> to me. That would be an amazing podcast. <laughs> One of these years. Um, but yeah. anyway, yeah, that scene where she's crying on the stairs. Yeah. She's like, oh, your dad's going to be okay. She goes, it was my hair. That made me cry, too. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Little women. No women. Big tears. Just... Just big old, big old tears. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, great Sad. moment. And see on the beach. Also beautifully shot. Like, whoever did the cinematography here, whew, good work. It was Noah Baumbach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm switching up my stance. <laughs> uh, Yorick Lasseau. Or Sow. I can't. Can't do. Oh yeah, we talked about this before because it was the personal shopper uh, yes. person. Yeah, they're amazing. Which personal shopper should be best picture nominated this year? Came out like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was but, gonna say. Wait a second. You know, it's it's time is uh, that movie is amazing. due. That movie is amazing. I'll give it a like right now. Wow. You're going a bit overboard with these likes. So the person that just gave a like to Amityville Dollhouse. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I can't defend that. Um, I don't know. Do we have more to say? I think we can move on. Yeah, I I think that it's a great movie. It's like one of those people know Little Women. They know the story. But if you know Little Women, because this is coming from Aaron. Yeah. If you know Little Women, it's still worth a, a shot to go back and watch this one. Again, this is my favorite version of the story. I, I, I don't think, know if it's blasphemous to uh, say this is better than the book, but it's better than the book. It's probably blasphemous. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Probably. Aaron, yeah. Aaron wants to burn Little Women book just like he wants, just like uh, Amy burned Joe's book. This sounds like it's supposed to be a transition into Jojo Rabbit, but that's not what we're talking about next. <laughs> that's, I didn't even think about that, but that is... I feel like yeah. the worst segue <laughs> yeah. of all time. You know who else burned books? I'm going to do my podcast from behind my sweatshirt from now on. Parasite. Parasite, yeah. Parasite burn books. <laughs> this movie's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is probably, I think, my favorite. If I were to, um... Okay, yeah. If I were to rank just the uh, Best Picture nominees, I think this would be my number one. Um, I don't think it has any chance of actually winning, um, mm-hmm. just because the the stigma against uh, being the first foreign language film to win the Best Picture Oscar is going to be too high for that. But no, no foreign language movies ever won Best Picture. No, there's been a few nominations <laughs> um, before this one. I hope it wins. Yeah, this would be one that I'd be like, yeah, it's not my favorite pick, but I would love to see it happen. Yeah. It's a good movie. Saw it in the good old Arbor of Anne. 
We did, yeah. We did. That and The Lighthouse. (laughs) I came out liking The Lighthouse more, but I think now I'd go Parasites better. Still love The Lighthouse, but... Lighthouse, I think I definitely need a rewatch that's not in, like, this weird basement... You know, Mm-mm. tiny little auditorium. Uh, I don't, I don't know what that people theater kick in their was. seat right next to you the whole time. You're just like, well, I didn't get up. that, but I, I can't. Once I didn't I get the person it, like shaking it. their leg yeah. behind us the whole time. I'm like, can you just? Not? Yeah, <laughs> they were anxious. I mean, it, yeah, it's a very anxiety riddled movie. You're Let's like, talk about Parasite, Aaron. Come on, yeah. Well, maybe you're trying to switch the subject. The lighthouse. To the lighthouse. Gone, you're like, oh, the lighthouse has white men in it. That's what I can talk about. Little women, and now, wow, wow, Paris. Fine, fine, I will accept that. Uh, the burn, <laughs> thanks. Uh, Parasite's amazing. Bong Joon Ho, great. Maybe yes. the first movie I've seen from him. I think, I think it is. It the is. First. Yeah. It's the third I've seen him from his. And I, I think the 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 thing about Bong Joon Ho's movies. Um, that I kind of, like, love, and I'm also just like, why are you doing this, man? Is that he's, like, so... He's, like, so metaphorical that it just, like, circles around. You know, it's just, like, ridiculous. That's literally just a line in the movie, too. That he grabs back, he's like, wow, it's, like, metaphorical. <laughs> that That's part of... That was, like, the moment where I, like, love this movie. Because that's the thing with, uh... Um, Snowpiercer and Okia, which mm-hmm. are the two previous films of his that I've seen. It's not Okja? No, this it's it's yeah. I've been calling it the wrong thing for two. <laughs> but you gotta watch the movie. It's a great movie, um, but they're also they're like they're like very heavily metaphorical tales, mm-hmm. and like this one is as well. Um, and I think I think he has this habit of like sometimes leaning too far into metaphor, where like the logic of the movie like slips into like this dreamlike logic state because right. you, he's just like this is something that adds to the themes I'm talking about. Um, even if you like get to this moment, you're like, "Why is this happening? What's what? This is way too weird." Mm-hmm. But I love that about it. And then the fact that he just brings out this rock, and he's just like, "This is the metaphor rock. <laughs> Everything in this movie is just the metaphor, and also just the rock." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I love this. This I, I, this is his best film that I've seen. It's like unbelievably good." Yeah. Like, I went in, I'm like, I've heard good things. I didn't even know that it was essentially a comedy for the mm-hmm. most part. I was like, oh, what? This is a funny movie? Because you see this poster, you're like, that looks scary. Yeah, and that's kind of how I, uh, yeah, I think I think they would kind of like build this like a horror movie originally when like word of it was originally coming out. Mm-hmm. And there's moments of that, but I would never say it's a scary movie. It's only scary in the like existential crisis. It's only uh, in the scary way of class like conflict. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, went, like, we ended in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I'm sorry. I'm so awful at announcing announcing pronouncing names. I'm gonna say the dad, the sister, the brother, and the mom. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. About the, uh, I'm, that's how I'm gonna. Do, that's how I'm gonna call, and then I'll say business dad, business mom, business Roman, uh... <laughs> Well, because okay, fair, but that's more because I hear it all the time. I haven't heard. That's the thing. Where's the acting noms? Oscars. I don't think they're gonna answer you. 
I was hoping they burst through the door. <laughs> the entire academy? I don't think we want some of those Funneling people in our house. Bill Cosby's walking in. I'm like, get out. Is Bill Cosby? Yes. Part of- oh, I, I think he just kicked got kicked out. out. They just yeah. kicked him out. Okay. That's right. I was just thinking of like the worst example of who I'd want in here. <laughs> I didn't say I would. I realized that sounded like I wanted him here, but I don't. <laughs> I think we can even lower the bar from Bill Cosby, you know. In my opinion, well, yeah, but it a... was like first, like snap judgment. Like, well, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm just saying of the Academy. I think we can who? even. Uh, I don't. Let's I don't do know it. Let's name names. Name them and shame them, Aaron. I don't know who's <laughs> in the Academy and who is not. You think Harvey Weinstein is? No, he was kicked out. He was kicked out? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Name him a shame, Aaron. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is Roman Polanski still in it? I have no idea. I sure hope not. Probably. Oh, he just the, won Best Director in like 2002 or it whatever It is the Academy, was. so probably. <laughs> Kevin Spacey? I think we need to just get off this tangent. <laughs> I'm just wanting to know that these people aren't in it, and you won't give me that satisfaction. I don't know. I don't keep to up to date on the Academy membership. I just assume half of them are awful people and half of them are fine. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, or maybe they're all evil because they're rich, and we're talking about parasite. <laughs> that's how you uh, get back on topic. <laughs> yeah. I saw some tweet about... Someone was saying, like, showing all the rich people who were like, loved Parasite, Parasite's so good. And then someone responded, or someone said something about those tweets and was like, wow, your movie's really good if all the rich people love it or whatever. Your, your class commentary's great. And then um, someone responded, I think that more than anything shows how good the commentary is instead of, sh- it shows how strong it is despite how, like... They're, they're so clueless. The, the obliviousness like, yes, exactly. was part of the... The obliviousness, part obliviousness of, the, of the upper class was part of the... The, the themes. Yeah, the, yeah. the satire. Of and I saw that, I'm like, yeah, place. absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't understand how anyone could see that and be like, oh, man, <laughs> real good job, Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> I don't know why I even said it like that. That was I, weird. I sounded like I was from Alabama. You? I know. Okay. I'm like super. I'm getting like really warm. <laughs> so I'm getting really worked up. About I'm getting this, worked uh, up about this class conflict. I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> I, re- I read your review again today. Okay. It was super good. I don't know if I just oh, didn't read it when you posted it, but I was like, man, Aaron summed this up super good. So I just want you to talk about this for a minute. I um, I don't even <laughs> and know I'll if fill I remember in. what I wrote about this movie. I'll fill in the blanks. Also, this is the number one crown. It is. It number does. one movie on Letterboxd of all time. That's true. <clears throat> or, oh, there you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wrote a long one. I did write a long oh, one. It's long one of those movies where I'm like, I have a lot of thoughts about this, but I don't really know how to put this in like a in a sensible way. Because I was trying to, I was trying to get at like um, how like there's like no good people in this movie, 
No. But there is, like, this kind of divide between the people who have to act immorally to survive and the people that act immorally just because they don't care. Exactly. Yes. Like, the people, there's people who have the power to change things and people that don't. So even though we're like, okay, these people are doing bad things, these people are doing bad things, there's like, it's it's just interesting that it's there's It's where still... you place your sympathy at that point. Yeah. You don't really place it with business dad or business mom. <laughs> you place it with dad and mom and son and daughter. You need to learn these names. I don't know if we can do this like that. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think I think this movie has a lot of uh, very insightful things to say about, um, yeah, those kind of the kind of um, class loyalty aspects of that, mm-hmm. where it's like you know, I, I I love the the first part of this movie where it's just each family member getting the next family member oh, the job, so like that kind good. of like like that heist movie aspect mm-hmm. of it. That's like the best part. It's amazing. <laughs> Like, that part of the movie is... Just, like, kind of that slow realization that, like... That's what's there's happening. There's going to be a next one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. When it... Oh, my God. Like, when, 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 the, when, the, when the son becomes the tutor, you're like, okay, that's the plot of the movie. Yeah. And he's like, no, I got a, I got a great idea for your next employee. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. I see where they're going. But then they're like, I got a great idea for your next yeah. employee. And well, like, how oh, do we get How yeah. do we get mom in on this? <laughs> Um, the peaches. Um, the, the, oh the, my the god, it's so good. <laughs> the the payoff for that. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, pulls the neck. <laughs> the neck, and now he's got that shocked look on his face. <laughs> the blood on it. Um. But yeah, oh but like one of those. Uh, Aaron, what are you doing? My hair is too long now. No, it's getting caught in get my it mouth. Cut if it's so long and you don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. I just don't like it. It's always in my mouth. Uh, that's... Okay. That's... <laughs> so parasite. <laughs> Take that clip out of context all you like. <laughs> um, yeah, no, what I was going to say... Uh, before I pull the hair from my mouth, it's one of those moments I think is very metaphorical. Um, but in the moment, you're like, "What is going on?" Is when they um, when when they find the hidden bunker underneath the house, <laughs> yeah. and the guy's there, and he's just like banging his head yeah. against the light switch. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "This is you know, like that's." And it, it, the way that pays off, too, because they're like, oh, the lights are uh, acting a little weird today, whatever. You just think it's, like, a weird, like, like, a, like off Yeah, thing. like a little quirk thing, you know, like, Bong Joon-ho's, like, world is always just kind of like that, like, little offbeat mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then then he always just, like, veers, like, you know, <laughs> like, there's a, there's a guy down there. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy and he, he rams his head against <laughs> And you're like, oh, I get it. This is the lower class people that worship the upper class, even though mm-hmm. the upper class don't even know they exist. Like, you know, it's like all these, it's all these metaphors. Right. But like in like just the literal text of, your, of the film, you're like, there's a guy living in the basement. <laughs> well, it's also, it, I think that works even on a plot level still, because it's like, oh, this is what we are now. You know, yeah. there's like, they, it's the realization for the family. They're like... What have we done? <laughs> you know, sort of like this is not like what have we done? Like, oh man, we're we're taking advantage of this poor family. It's like look at what we've stooped to is more. I think what they've come to realize at that point. But then they're just like, 
uh, you got to get out of here. <laughs> like, actually, we want to do this now. <laughs> so I think that's uh, kind of an interesting bit to it, too. Yeah, and that returns to the, the thing I was talking about, where it's like they don't have the luxury to uh, be the better man kind exactly. of thing, you yeah. know? Like, it's, 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 you know, those people get the bunker or, or the other people do, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though, like, the house has room enough for all three families. Yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, again, this, again, there's so many just metaphors going on here. And and, and that, that rock line definitely, um, like, it's you know. It's so metaphorical. That's what, um, <laughs> that's what really sold this movie as, like, um, one of my favorites of the year, yeah. Yeah. I, um, one of my favorite images from this movie is when, um, he's trying to, like, fake a certificate for, is it for her or is that still for him when he's trying, when brother's trying to get the job? It's early on, but that's when I was like, oh, this movie's going to be funny, is when I, like, first realized it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like, oh, I gotta get a, I gotta get a diploma or whatever. And then it's like, kind of like just a cut to her just chain smoking, like sitting like this type of, and she's like, and there's your diploma. And like, that's the complete manipulation of it. But just like, yeah, again, fighting to survive more than anything. Um, man, that just such a tense movie at times too. When they're underneath the table and they're watching their kid from... The, the couch and the tables in the middle and then the kids in the tent over there yeah. it's just like oh my god you're like don't talk don't breathe too loud don't like don't don't get caught like please we like that they're doing this kind of we're like yeah i mean yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do my friend <laughs> my guy <laughs> anyway yeah yeah so good it is good yeah you never know where it's gonna go either. It like has like so many like has like three like big tonal changes that you're like, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, I love that about it. So I'm I'm excited to watch more of his movies, but I am afraid I watched his best one first. You did, you did. Um, we will watch Snowpiercer because it's on the list. But I think that's my least favorite of the three I've seen. But I still I still really like it. Gotcha. I think that's just another one where it's like you know. This is all a metaphor, but it doesn't have that rock moment. Mm. It should have. It should have. All right. Well, the one we've been dreading talking about. Here we go. Joker. Yeah. Joker. It's a joke that this was nominated for Best Picture. Do you give this one and a half stars? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I hate this movie. Yeah? What, what would you have given it? I don't know. Probably like two and a half. I just, I see so little redeemable in it, you know? Sure. I think, you know, and Joaquin Phoenix is getting a ton of praise for this, Mm -hmm. but I think he's fine. He's not bad. He's not great. I don't think he's best actor worthy. I think it's a very, very busy performance, you know, where he's like doing a lot of things. And I think if there was a stronger director involved, side note. Not really a side note because we're talking about this movie, but right. Todd Phillips getting a best director now oh for this movie God. is the worst of all of the Oscar oh things this year. God, it's so stupid. But I think if they had a, had a stronger director, he could have given a stronger performance. Because mm-hmm. I think I think it's just very much a like 
doing like you know like the kind of misinterpreting the joker as like oh he's an inconsistent character so we're just gonna like do whatever i want in this scene right. kind of thing and it just makes for kind of like a messy performance overall where you're like he's he's doing a lot of things but like that doesn't necessarily <laughs> but does make it, it, make it good, good. <laughs> um but I, no, just... I, I generally like uh joaquin phoenix's uh performances and i think i think he's definitely the best part of the movie Sure, but that's not saying much. I I will stand by my point that I made before watching the movie, and even though I gave the movie my, you know, I, I went in, I was like, okay, I'll try to like this as much as possible, I came out with the same opinion where I don't think the Joker works as a character without Batman. And no, and the movie knows that. The, the movie puts Batman in the freaking movie. <laughs> like, I just couldn't even believe it. I'm like... You, you, you had no faith. You had no faith in your own movie. That moment when uh, when Bruce Wayne's parents get shot, uh, spoiler alert, uh, when it, when the pearls... Oh, my break, God. I was like, just, again, Todd Phillips. Does Todd Phillips not realize that, like, three years ago when Batman v Superman came out and they showed that same slow-motion shot of the pearls dropping, like, six times in that movie... Did he not realize that that became like an instant meme of uh, all of moviedom to show the pearls? Does he does he not get this? Also, no one should have ever shown the Bruce Wayne parents murder scene again after Teen Titans go to the movies. Like you know, you can't you can't top perfection. No, so don't you even can't. try. You can't. <laughs> I just it's so like I just I, I it's nihilism for nihilism's sake. And that's why I just truly hate it. I th- I think the thing is I you know a lot of people they 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 talk about this movie as you know sympathy for you know poor people sympathy for the mentally ill kind of thing and I just I I don't see I don't it. think it really works because I think too much of this movie is like devoid of context mm-hmm. where it's very much like it's it doesn't really ever push back on Joker. It makes um, him purely apolitical. It, right? Like, essentially... As, depends on what you mean by making someone apolitical, because, I mean... It, it, as much as Joker says he's not political, everything is political Well, that's act, the thing. But, yes, yes, it is. But it's the... <sighs> but I mean more that it, like, it, it like, uh, absolves him of that. any kind of responsibility for his actions mm-hmm. and never pushes back on that idea kind of thing. Right. You know? Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, like, the movie necessarily is, like, trying to be like, oh, he's the hero of the movie, oh, he's, uh, you know, you're supposed to be sympathetic and you're supposed to agree with all his actions. That's not what I'm saying. No. I'm just saying that if it's supposed to be, um, oh, this is what happens if you neglect, you know, the mentally ill or don't fix societal well, what's problems the- and all this sort of stuff, it's like there's never any of this pushback being like, well, actually, he could, you know, just not murder people. There's no Batman. <laughs> In your movie, that's what Batman is. Well, that's Joker. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's like, the thing. That's the point of Batman, and well, that's the point of the Joker. Is he's kind of like that foil to Batman, where he's like, you know, Batman's like has to look at that and be like, oh, this is why um, I don't kill people. You know, like that whole that whole Dark Knight conflict. Right. Um, well, this isn't the Joker though, or maybe it is. I don't know. Todd Phillips can't. Oh my god, he's such they a hack. They gotta figure out what they're doing with the sequel first. Yeah. Then, you know. Oh my god, he's such a hack, Aaron. <laughs> if they make a sequel, he'll be the ultimate hack. 
if he can hold off, I'll give him like the tiniest amount of respect. You know, like they're the, going to do a sequel. Aaron. <laughs> if he doesn't, he gets he gets like this much respect. This, this, but then you read his comments about how you can't make jokes in PC culture anymore, and then you'll be like, yeah, never mind, your respect's gone. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. It's, I think it was, it's definitely one of the most involved uh, movie-watching experiences of the year for me, just in the sense where I'm like, I don't know where they're going with yeah. this kind of thing. Well, but it was more just like, I know hope they going. don't go where I think they're going to go. Like, so many aspects of that. Yeah. Where, um, I, um... The, it, I, I, think the, I think the ending just does just really falls flat. I think a good ending really could have saved this movie. It, it's so hollow. But I think... There's nothing to it. Yeah, that ending, that whole thing where it's just like, okay, he, he shoots the guy. And for what? And that's it. Like, I... I it feels like... And then and there's, like, no even payoff for, like, the whole Thomas Wayne conflict. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, he's shot by some random guy in this yeah. alleyway because that's the Batman origin story. Wouldn't it have been as much of a... <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's like... Because this is the reason they shouldn't have told this story in the first place. Mm. If it's a random person who kills Thomas Wayne, mm. then that's just completely nonsense. Right? Like, what's I mean, the purpose? But if it's Joker I, who kills him, right. then that's, like, why? That's just also stupid. But, I mean, I think if, if Joker had killed Thomas Wayne, it at least would have, um... It would have, like, there would have been, like, a through line of conflict where you're like, okay, this is where all that was True. building up to. Or if you could have that random person doing it, but then you need more of, like, a, a conflict between Joker and his followers. Like, if you say Joker is being, like, oh, I'm apolitical, I'm just doing whatever I want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then he has all these followers who are like, oh, we're going to eat the rich, we're going to take down the wealthy in Gotham and take back our city. Right. And if there's some kind of conflict between those two groups where maybe the group realizes that Joker doesn't actually represent their interests that could have also been something but it just doesn't play off of any of those conflicts it just falls completely flat and instead your your climactic conflict is just him and this television host that mocked him it's like it's so stupid it just doesn't really kind of and i won't i won't deny that's a tense scene the movie's a tense movie but it's tense for nothing like it's like I said, it's nihilism for nihilism's sake, and it's okay. Movies can be nihilistic. I don't always like that in a movie, but I can understand like a movie like Climax, pretty nihilistic, but it has an art to it. It's beautifully shot. There's a minor message. It's not the main point of the movie, but it's there's a bit of that there. But there's it's an artfully shot, artfully performed. There's care. There's there's work there's magic to it there's nothing to joker the whole time i'm like why would anyone want to put themselves through this it's just so like awful (laughs) i'm sorry like i know people love this movie but i don't agree i can't get on that level i've tried i've read people's responses and why they like it but i just I do. I, I don't do, know. I do think you're onto something where it's kind of very indulgent in its misery, and, yeah. I, and I think that's the the whole thing where there's no pushback ever on any of these kind of conflicts. It's just like we want to tell this story about this man descending. You know, he's beaten down by society, and then he uh, commits violence, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, you can tell that story, but it's a very simple story. 
You know, like and okay, what's the point? That's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, so I get what you're yeah. get what you're saying. I do think I'm more favorable towards this movie than you. I and I, I I would I would. Mm. I think I think Joaquin Phoenix is fine enough. He's interesting mm-hmm. to watch, even if it's too busy of a performance. I do agree that the score is really great. I mm-hmm. think all the accolades it's getting um, are well deserved. Yes, I think I think the score. I've listened to the score in isolation from the movie and thought it was really powerful. I don't know if it really worked with the movie that well, but I think right. the score in isolation was great. Um, I think the costume design and makeup is mm-hmm. is great. I think they did a really good look for the Joker. Okay, I yeah, don't think it really makes sense logically in story why he would just you know like how he would suddenly get this outfit kind of yeah you know it it just kind of seemed to be like oh he's getting now this Joker outfit because now he's yeah. the Joker but you know I think that it it's a great look I think the I, think I like, like that yeah like some of those technical aspects I think are um really great right they just can't pull it together. There's again. There's not a strong enough director here. I'm not saying that this movie could never work. I think maybe somebody could make it work, but it's just with what we're giving given here. It's just like, what? <laughs> like, theoretically, it could work. Again, I think Joker is mm-hmm. just not an interesting character without Batman. No. Um. So I don't know if there was if there's ever a way to make this movie as some as good as something like The Dark Knight, where it's playing off of the dynamic between the two of them, and that's you know really powerful. But you know how this movie it's works. Definitely, it definitely needed someone other than Todd Phillips at the helm. <laughs> you know how this movie works, according to most people, but I haven't seen it. Is if it's just Taxi Driver. According to most people, that's I mean Taxi what, Driver is a good movie. Yeah, yeah, and this is very similar, apparently. So. It is very similar, yeah. But Taxi Driver has a little more, uh, has that, like, pushback. Right. And I think that's what, you know... Makes it good. Yeah. I saw some tweet about this movie. Where they're like, what's the message of Joker? Like, don't push a white man too far. <laughs> Who knows what he'll do? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> like, yikes. So, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about Joker <laughs> Okay, we don't. It's just one of those movies where it's like, I understand people love it. I'm never going to be on that same page with people. It's just one of those movies. I, I it's so weird. It feels like there was like this narrative from the start around the movie that wasn't even tied to the movie itself. Like both, like from the praise side and the criticism side, where the praise mm. side is like, you know, this is um, this revolutionary movie kind of thing, like. It's it's taking comic book movies to a whole new level. It's so depth. It has all these things to say about society. And then you know, on the criticism side, you had like Joker is gonna cause mass shootings. And you're like, what? Where did that come from? And like both of those are this like these narratives that like um have nothing to do with the movie itself. Yeah. But I think the reason why the movie actually made it into the best picture race is because so many people bought into that praise narrative without ever kind of like reconciling it with the movie itself. So many people bought into Which that I think praise is, narrative. And so many Oscar movies do that where it's just all about the narrative of the award season instead right. of the quality of the film itself. But I think that's definitely how Joker kind of like rode the coattails of that to, uh, mm-hmm. to its nomination. And I think there's always one every year that is kind of like the like audience favorite i suppose yeah i think joker's that this year i mean they definitely want uh, they definitely seem to want to get at least like one popular movie in the mix mm-hmm. like super popular movie to try to draw more viewers since viewership keeps on decreasing right you know 
maybe give him the outside chance that it wins. But so it's, it's like, like this it is the second will. year in a row that a, a, a billion dollar grossing uh, comic book movie has made it into Best Picture, and you're yeah. like, oh okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I keep forgetting Black Panther. Yeah, was last year. I I always think of last year's popular movie as Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean that too. Kind yeah. Of. But Where uh, yeah, that was like the popular choice. That's on nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen, yeah. Um, Great, it's fine. Oh, All right, well, that was two very different responses, <laughs> right at the same time. Um, I think that the technical craft of this movie is undeniably impressive. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it really worked as a movie. You know, I think it just. I don't really understand what the point of the one shot was because they kind of mess with it enough to the point where you're like, this isn't like immersive anymore. This doesn't really seem to like add tension. It's just kind of there because it's really impressive filmmaking. It's there because it's impressive filmmaking, but I also felt it was sort of our like real time look into it. it. It gives it more stakes because there's no like. Oh, now we're going to cut away and be like, oh, we're eating dinner at night. Mmm, these beans are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then they break that completely because they have that cut to black. Where, and then he wakes up and it's like hours later. And I See, think, that works, though. I that, because then it it's works. like, oh, God, how much time did I lose? But I don't think, you know, the one shot really, like, adds... I, I think that defeats the whole purpose of, like, it's one shot, kind of. Not that not that the whole movie needed to be, like, free of edits or mm-hmm. noticeable edits kind of thing. But it just, like, breaks the whole, like, immersive quality. Remember when that guy went... The end. When that <laughs> happened. I just wanted to just... Oh. That guy sucked. That guy did suck. I hope he's listening. <laughs> name names. Name names. Name him and shame him. We knew his name. No, we wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> needed more action. <laughs> needed more action. Oh God. Um, I I think maybe less less that the one shot worked for me, and more that the real time worked for me. You know what I mean? It just it I guess, I guess I didn't really ever feel like it was very real time like it felt very much kind of like you know there are moments where it feels like we're traveling a greater distance than we actually are in that real time you know like moments where he like he like gets on the car mm-hmm. and then they start driving and then it's like a minute later that the car stopped. But yeah. it feels like it's definitely supposed to have been driving down that road. Oh, see, I didn't... He wasn't that sign. far from where he had to end. Well, no, because the shot was still, like, there. But it definitely felt like his journey, kind of, like he was further along in his journey. No, but of. what I'm saying is, like, where they start the movie and yeah. where he ends it. One of the guys dies. Spoilers. We already said we're talking spoilers. Um, they weren't... It wasn't, like, that far of a journey. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it. It, it. it wasn't that far of a journey. I just think it wouldn't have been real time, able to have been done in this, uh, however long it is, two hour movie. It is. Okay. Sure. I, I, I don't. I don't think. The, I think. I, I think I would have enjoyed this movie more if it had been longer mm-hmm. and just kind of you know there was more just like quieter moment kind of 
stuff. And I think a lot of that just kind of got lost because they were so tied up in um, how hard it is to do a movie in one shot. Right. That they kind of just lose a lot of those, like, quieter moments. Okay, that's fair. the one shot doesn't really mean much doesn't in a quieter moment. That, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. There was definitely a lot of great aspects. Um, oh my god! To the that. flare scene, the flare scene. Oh my god! It's beautiful. The score is amazing in that scene. Just everything from that point to when he jumps off that bridge. Yeah, is so good. Mm-hmm. And the like when he wa- that shot of when he walks up to that burning church, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see like maybe something's coming around the corner, and then he just sees it, but he's just still like. Like, just caught up in, like, oh, my God. Like, look at what's happened to this town. Right. And then just realizes, oh, that guy has a gun. And then he just starts firing. He's like, okay, now I got to book it here. I got to, like, oh, God, it's so good. It's so tense, too. I was very tense throughout this entire movie. And at one point, Aaron, when we got in the car, he goes, I go, oh, man, I was crying. He's like, yeah, was that, were you shaking because you were crying? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was. I just started, like, violently shaking. (laughs) When he, when he, um, like, early when he talks to the brother, Mm -hmm. that got me, like, to start. And I was like, wow, it's really, it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. And then when he goes and sits down in the like next to the tree like how he starts the movie and then flips it around and looks at his picture of his wife and his kid i was just like oh my god (laughs) it got me man it got me and i can praise movies like dunkirk Mm -hmm. for not doing stuff like that and just being like oh they don't have to be like oh i got got a kid back home to make you care about them right but Right, like the whole idea like that this, it, being in a heteronormative nuclear family relationship is what gives you value as a human right. being, kind of. You're like, wait, what? No. I think this movie doing it at the end is different, though. Yeah. it's We already care about this character. We already know who he is outside of that. That's just an extra part of him at that point. Oh, so wife and kids are just an extra part <laughs> oh, of the man. No, That's fine. I got a cheap shot on you earlier. I'll take it. But yeah, the the fact that the um the 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 main soldier died, especially because he was the one that was right. the brother, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be saving Private Ryan again. We're just yeah. doing this, and then you're like, nope, he de- he's dead. Yep. Oh like, man, I twenty didn't... minutes in, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh god. But uh, and that's why you shouldn't help people. <laughs> That, that was honestly one of my favorite aspects of this movie, is it very much... Our, our heroes were, like, very reluctant to, like, kill anyone, mm-hmm. even if it might have made their journey easier. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just, like, this idea that, like, they're, they're in war, but they, like, don't really want to be, like, participating in the war. They're like, okay, we, it, 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 we you know... We're gonna still help this uh, enemy soldier out of this mm-hmm. burning plane. We're still gonna. Because you know. what's he gonna do at that point? You're you're helping a man who's dying. Like I said, at that point, I don't think he has a chance to even live. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I, I thought that's what I like about movies like this. It's not rah rah war. It's like, damn, war. <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah. Pow- powerful word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, same with, like, Dunkirk, and, um, those are the only two I can think of right now. But only two war movies you can think of are... Those are the only two I really and like. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, I mean, same with Private Ryan. Not good. No? 
These are my honest opinions. I'm not trying to piss off film bros. <laughs> These are my honest opinions. I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but... It's fine. It has some technical craft to it. It's just like 1917, where I'm like, yeah, I can appreciate the filmmaking here, but... Mm. I don't know, I just... I, I don't know. I, I, I really love one-shot movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one just didn't do it for you. I don't know. It's, it's one where I'm like, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed um, just kind of like, even though there's a lot of moments where it's like, oh, that's where, that's where the cut is, kind of like stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's still really cool because it's real. It's kind of, I liked that the filmmaking was drawing attention to itself because mm-hmm. I like kind of experiencing films that way where you're like very much like, this is how we made it. Yeah. And we know, you know how we made it. Right. But it's still kind of cool to watch that. But I also think that you know, without that immersive quality, I don't think the story worked as well as it, you know, as it could right. have or should have. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. It's probably going to win Best Picture. It's, yeah, it's one of the front runners for sure. Which, it just feels like one of those safe choices again. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not even going to be upset if it wins. I'm just going to be like, yeah, okay. I liked it. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's but, uh, yeah, it's no green book. You are correct. It is no green book. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. Ah, the green book of this year's <laughs> Do you nominees. think so? I don't, I don't know. Kind of in the sense that, you know, um, uh, that green book was like, oh, look, uh, you know, racism was bad. Because then we solved that in the 60s. And then Jojo Rabbit's like, Nazism is bad. Good thing we solved that in the 1940s. So yeah, kinda. <laughs> okay, fair. I don't know, is this the one we're most divergent upon? I don't know, how much did you like this movie? I like it quite a bit. Maybe. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I, I, this, like I said, this is one I'll probably watch again. I'll buy it, I'll put, pop it in. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it's a good movie. I, I, I just, I didn't really like this one. I was, uh, I was very disappointed with it. I don't, it just, it just felt very toothless, you know? Like, it, it felt like it was taking, like, very cheap shots with its satire. And Fair. even though it could, it, it could have been something that had a lot to say, and they just kind of always seemed to go with the lazy route. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I definitely can. But <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, it's one that I, again, it's it's cheap shots, but it's cheap shots at the expense of people who suck real hard. <laughs> and so I'm like, cheap shot them all day, baby. <laughs> and it's like, to an extent, I can see what you're saying about how oh, we solved that in the '40s, mm-hmm. but there's a reason this was made today. Well, if that's the reason, then they should have uh, tried harder to uh, modernize it. Modern- they should have. I-, I feel like no. I feel like Green Book. It, no one like no one's gonna leave Green Book feeling uncomfortable. You know, it's very much a feel good movie, even though it's mm-hmm. dealing with you know like, hey, guess what? Racism is still killing people to this day. We should do something about it. But right. no one's gonna leave Green Book with a call to action. They're gonna be like, oh, okay. I feel like it's the same thing with Jojo Rabbit, where it's just like, it, I, I feel like there are people who could have like, be, be are being swayed into a fascist ideology today, and they're not going to leave this movie uncomfortable. 
they're not going to leave this movie questioning, like, hey, maybe I should rethink some other things. You know, it's just going to be like, oh, okay, it was a funny movie. It's a funny movie from the guy that did that last Thor movie. Okay, yeah, sure. I just, I don't think it was specific enough. Fair. Kind of in, in, like, tying it to any kind of modern thing beyond just being like, hey... Nazism was bad in the 40s, and hate is still bad at all times, you know, kind of... Yeah. Hmm. 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 Yeah? <laughs> I'm thinking. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. I just want to give you a chance to, to speak on behalf of this film. I don't I, wanna... No, I know. I'm just... I want to... I wanna, it's it, like, like we've said, it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah, and we want to speak about it with um, some amount of thought, not just <laughs> right. Well, I don't know, Aaron. I thought it was pretty good, <laughs> and uh, I'm the say it be all end all on this. So, sure. uh, um, I don't know. I, I, you're right. I, I don't know. I think it will go over people's heads. I don't think that those messages aren't here. I don't think that he's not modernizing it to a certain extent. I think that a lot of people will take the wrong things from it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to be like, oh, it was funny. Ha ha. Um, Hitler is a bad guy. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I hate this other minority. <laughs> They'll be like, I'm, I'm nothing like that. I'm nothing like, I'm okay with Jewish people, but these people, mm-mm. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you're right. And, you know, it's, in its defense, I mean, we were just talking about Parasite. We were talking about how um, there was a lot of people that the satire of Parasite, mm -hmm. they were seemingly oblivious to. And right. that's kind of part of the satire but I don't know if it's it's quite the same here. Like I mean, I mean, it's now. not necessarily always satire's fault if the people it's um it's if the people it's mocking don't realize they're being mocked. Right. I mean, that's very often how satire works, where mm -hmm. it's you know the people who don't have power use satire to mock the powerful without the powerful being aware. Sometimes right. that's kind of like more of like the origins of it. Mm -hmm. But um. Yeah, I just, I don't really understand necessarily who this film was for then, in that for sense. For Taiko Waititi. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. It got him an, it got him an Best Picture nom, so. Best Picture nom. He got to make fun of Hitler. You know? Got to be Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. When you say it that way, it sounds bad. Um, I just lo I love his response when they were like, uh, so why did you choose to play Hitler? He's like, well, I can't think of anything that would make Hitler angrier than if I played him. So, um, it's another one of those, like, the, in the intentions were good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to, it's, it's not like a green book where it's like, hey, let's just sweep this all under the rug. See, things are good. It's, this is more like. Things are actually really bad all the time, but we can be better to each other, and maybe that's where we need to start. So that's what I got from this. But maybe that's again, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I mean, I mean, no, that's fine. It's just I think that's again a very simple kind of. I, I I just think with the concept, 
and with the kind of like urgency um, to kind of speak out against fascism, I think this movie could have been so much more. Sure. And the fact that it didn't kind of take any of those big uh, leaps, kind of, I, I think it just is. It, it makes it come out as a worse movie than it probably um, deserves to be treated as. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's like. It is one of those movies where it could have been so much more. Right. Again, it's the Ant-Man defense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, it's like, I like Ant-Man. Yeah. Could have been amazing. Edgar yeah. Wright got, out, got a hold of that, just really worked his magic on that thing. Mm-hmm. Would have been amazing. Best superhero movie of all time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Jojo Rabbit, same deal, where it's like, I can appreciate what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right, it could have done more. I think it would have been a better movie had it done more. Again, uh, we're looking at a, a mere three and a half. Sure, yeah, The yeah. Gentleman got the same score from me. <laughs> Amityville Dollhouse got the same score from me. <laughs> I did not. See, this is the thing. I just read your review, and I was like, oh, yikes. <laughs> I didn't even look at the stars. <laughs> so that's This, this that's is upsetting. where the stars are going to get me in trouble on yeah. Letterboxd. Starting They're going to get you in trouble. Because I'm, I'm always giving like these joke reviews, but like sometimes right. I'm like, you know, I, I like these movies. Sure. They're entertaining. I was, the the, the Amityville Dollhouse, not to get us too sidetracked, that was the one that broke the stars for me. Because I'm like, I don't know no. any way to judge what kind of stars a movie <laughs> like this deserves. Amityville, who knows? <laughs> Um, but yeah, there, I, I like parts of Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of funny jokes. Oh my god, the joke with uh, young Nick Frost. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> An app description. Yeah. Right um, where it's like the war is ending and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Hitler made alliances with uh, with Japan, but uh, just between you and me, they don't look very Aryan. <laughs> it's like so good. <laughs> Um, the whole, like, the physical comedy in this is pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. When he has that grenade and he throws it and it lands in front of him and blows him back. It's yeah, so yeah. good. Um, the scene with, I mean, this is the thing. Scarlett Johansson's nominated twice this year. Is she? Yes, she's nominated supporting for this and lead for Marriage Story. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. not bad in this. This is a very different role for her. I like her in this. But it's like, is she best actress worthy from this? No. Is she even in Marriage Story? Maybe. I don't know. It's tough to say on that one. Um, But her character, her scenes were really good in this. And the way her character, with her death, I'm like, they're not really doing that, right? I'm like, oh, they do. And it's sad. It got me. I mean, maybe it didn't get you, Aaron. But boy, did I shed a tear or two for that, those little blue shoes. <laughs> that was some good uh, good poetry you got. Thank you. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Again, it's one that'll pop in every now and then, I'm sure. It's fine, yeah. And uh, watch again. Sam Rockwell, why is he just okay with playing racists now? <laughs> like, redeemed racists and you're like I don't know if I'd say redeemed I don't know again I, this I, is the same thing yeah I, I really didn't with, like the way they ended this character yeah it could have been done better but it's the same thing with um three billboards yeah where everyone's like he's redeemed at the end I'm like no 
Like again, I don't ever see them. I don't see him as redeemed in that movie. I see like they're off to do a really awful thing. <laughs> like that's not really a thing that someone who's redeemed does. Yeah, yeah. And in this movie, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 tough, right? What do you mean? I don't know. There's like um. I mean, I, I think the the whole, like, um, you know, he rips the coat off of, of the boy to, you know, save him mm-hmm. from being shot. Like, obviously, you know, I, I think if they had just looked at that, it would have been like, oh, okay, you know, he was just looking out for the boy that, you know, that makes sense. This kid he's scared about. I just, I, I think in the battle scene, that final battle scene, he gets, like, his big heroic moment in the Nazi, you know, hero costume he designed. You're like, yeah. it's a payoff to a joke. Yeah. But it also just feels very kind of like, you know, like, you get a bit queasy. You're just like, I don't... I don't really know if we should be giving hero shots to the Nazis, uh, you know? Right. I think, I, I don't know that, again, it is, it is. I don't know that I'd call it a hero shot. It's like, look at this idiot. <laughs> In my opinion, that's what I thought about it. I don't know. I guess I didn't, I didn't think it was the movie mocking him. In that moment, because oh, I think this movie is very obvious when it's mocking people. So I think, but the whole not... idea of what his costume is is ridiculous. So the fact that he's even doing it, you're like, oh my god, this moron! <laughs> right, but it also feels like you know this kind of there's like a you know like go get him attitude kind of thing. Like you know you be you Aaron, put on your. I think you're saying a little too much about yourself right now that you wanted no. the Nazi to go get them. That's I did not feel that way. <laughs> Personally, these cheap shots have gone too far. <laughs> I no, I mean that the, the movies. Uh, it just it felt to me like the movie was like trying to give him his big like you know character send off. Like I think and it's I don't know. It just didn't. I feel like that moment was a bit too much. But I think it's also maybe a, a, a testament to where he ends up after that. It doesn't mean anything. So what? He goes out in that. It doesn't matter. He still ends up in the same place. He gets put in his place. I don't think that. I don't. I don't think that, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think that defends the the moment in itself, though. I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a movie. It's, it's the one we've probably talked the most and had a more interesting conversation about than any of the other ones. <laughs> so Quite a we'll few interesting conversations sure, here. Sure. More or sure. less. Um. um Thomas McKenzie is good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. I, whatever little Nick Frost's name is, I don't, I don't know. Alfie Allen would be my guess. Sure. He's the one. Nope. 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 That, Alfie, that nope. guy. He's from Game of Thrones. I should recognize that. Oh, name. is he? Yeah. That dude is like always like the guy you're like, just kill him. Not in real life, obviously. Right. But, like, in everything I see him in, yeah, he's in John Wick, yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God, just John Wick. I mean, Wick they kind of play with him. that in Game of Thrones, honestly. Oh, really? He's like, yeah, he's, like, the, he, like, betrays the main family, like, early on, mm. and then spends, like, the rest of the show trying to, you know, gain redemption. And so there's a whole, po- you know, yeah, so it's kind of that same attitude. No. I don't. Who would he be? I don't, I don't know. Alfie is like the perfect name for that little boy. Oh, Archie Yates, is that it? I think you're right. Yeah, Yorkie is his name. Yeah, because well, he's the one in the Home Alone no, Oh my god, alright. 
Yeah, he is a little Nick Frost. He has, he has, but he has like some of the best lines. He's yeah. so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like it, and I you're right. It could have been better, but for what it was, I was like, I can meet this movie on its level, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> for what that's worth. Um, not the worst of the Best Picture nominees, but the second worst. I probably like it a little more than Joker because at least it has like some kind of consistent, like, you know, even even if it's not like... You like it only a little bit more than Joker? Yeah. Ooh. Only a little bit more than Joker. Okay. At least it knows it's like somewhat political at least nazis are bad is a political <laughs> stance you know right all right well let's uh run through our predictions <laughs> are we still doing that let's do it let's make it okay. quick though because yeah, yeah, yeah. we're at two hours but again piecemeal it take this little take this big old podcast basically what we're doing is we're taking all the little ones we would have done and put them in one which is with so less shorter detail than, yeah and less, it's much shorter than uh, all those podcasts separately would have been anyway. So yes. All right. So yeah. Right. Those were, those well, are, should we write um, this down? Do we have paper or pencil or something so that we can get it? If you want to pause, I won't pause, but I will talk to the audience. Aaron hates it when I talk to you guys, but um, it's already running long. Why are you doing this? I I personally love our little alone times. So yeah, we haven't done a podcast in a minute. That happens sometimes. Sometimes you just don't talk to people you want to talk to, but that's okay, because you can always come back home. I'll sing a song about it now. I won't sing a song. I won't. All these Oscars, though, guys. I think every year the Oscars are giving me, like, a villain. Like, somebody to root against. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, Aaron? Can you not interrupt? Thanks. Um, last year it was Bohemian Rhapsody. And then this year it's Joker. And the year before that it was also probably something. I don't really remember what came out that year. Let's take a look, shall we? Aaron, oh my god, just find a piece of paper. Oh, there's one? On my windowsill. Not even kidding. I always forget it's there. And I fall asleep with it above my head. It's because I, when I wake up, I can write down what I dreamed about. But I don't have any paper, so I don't do it. Let's look at 2016. Aaron, you're going to need to stop. 2017. Let's see what was nominated here. Why don't we just... Why can't we just, like... So we're looking at. I don't even remember what was nominated for Best Picture. This is the problem with this is I don't know anything. Was Was Justice League nominated for Best Picture? Aaron will never listen to this. I guarantee it. And if he does, he'll say something to me. But you guys can hear this only, so let's see what he says. I will, you'll never know, but I will. So that'll be fun. So, like, my least favorite of 2017 was Call Me By Your Name. But I wouldn't say I was rooting against that one. It was just one of those that didn't connect with me personally. But I did really enjoy 
Uh, Arch, Archie, Archie Hammer, Army Hammer, <laughs> Archie Hammer. <laughs> I enjoyed Army Hammer's okay. sick biking skills, so that was pretty fun. Aaron's back and he wants the microphone, and I don't know if I should give it up, but here we go. Please stop. <laughs> hey, Aaron, what's up? I was hey. just talking to the audience, and I definitely didn't say anything that was only for them and not for you. Um, you do know I sometimes listen to this. Yep, exactly. See, the audience knows what that means. Let's go. So we're going with the writing, original screenplay. Nominees: Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I don't know why 1917 is in here. No, me either. Because um, it's going to win Best Picture, and if it wins Best Original Screenplay, that means it's guaranteed to win Best Picture. Right? Isn't that how that works now? Mm, not always. Not always. Mm, this is a, this is honestly a tough one. I hope Knives Out wins. It's like one of the smartest screenplays I've ever but seen I unfold. But I will. No, me either. I'm going to say um, Parasite wins it. That's my guess. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, all right. Just kind of wilding out there. Wilding out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think they had time to read that? It's too long, Aaron. Come on. <laughs> And they just see Quentin Tarantino, and they're like, yeah, that guy writes. Well, that guy's a good writer. I mean, he is a good writer. He, he's got that dialogue, baby. He really punches it up. Adapted screenplay. Yeah. What did you find? Was it, what is this? It's like a notebook I had in my room. Why is it, like, like a, well, bound like that? That's very mean? weird. I've never seen it. Okay. Just a journal. Gee, I have. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be very... Confused when you're looking through your journal, and then all of a sudden you're just like, "What? I mean, Oscar I don't picks have up 2019 in it." So okay, <laughs> it's just a journal. So it's a journal that is not really your journal. It's just the journal, a journal. is the style of book. Okay, all right. It doesn't necessarily need to be journaled in writing. A journal is made. Right. Let's move on. <laughs> writing adapted screenplay. Yeah, The Irishman, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. Joe Care, mm-hmm. Little Wee Men. Little Wee Men is what it sounded like I said. <laughs> Little Women and the Two Popes, which I didn't see. I did see it. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Little Women, honestly. Um, that might just be like, you know, being too hopeful, but... I hope it wins. Honestly, it, it deserves it the most out of all those five Was bar. Jojo Rabbit based on something? Yeah, apparently it was based on a book. Interesting. Little Women. Although I think Joker will win, because... There's no justice in this world. <laughs> Visual yeah. effects. Yep. Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Which is so crazy to think about that that came out last year. That seems like that was like years ago now. Yeah. The Irishman. Yeah. Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> 1917. <laughs> Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, no. This yes. is a tough one. I'm going to give it to Star Wars. I think this is where they go... Here you go, Star Wars. Thanks. Thanks. I swear to God, if they give it to Irishman, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm going to absolutely freak out. Mm. I'm just kidding. I'm going to give it to Avengers. Are you? Yes, because that's going to be their... Hey, y'all love this movie. You know? Yeah. Are they going to give it to Lion King? I don't. I hope not. I hope not. Um, honestly, I'm going to go with Avengers as well. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely not going <laughs> to... I don't know what's going on this year. I didn't do any research. <laughs> it's the best way to win. Or to play. To win? Yeah. Sound mixing. Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Joker. Mm-hmm. 1917. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Ford v. Ferrari. I think it was between that and 1917. I'm going to go 17. They love the war movies for mixing. Ad Astra, though. Getting a weird nom in here. I didn't even realize it. What are you doing? 1917? Yeah. Now, editing. Mm -hmm. This is the one that... These are the two that always confuse me. Editing is the creation of the sounds, correct? Yes. And mixing, and mixing is, yeah, is how, they how they change the level. So, like, so. why is it all the war movies always win this, too? And I'm just like, these sounds exist. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Them. But I'm going, I mean, I think 1917 will win, as much as I hate that. But I'll go Ford v. Ferrari. I'm going to go 1917 on this right, one, just to make it interesting. Oh, did you? Yeah, you went Ford v. Ferrari in the last yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I forgot about that already. We're going to switch it up. All right, next one. Short film, live action. Oh, God, this is where it gets weird because <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen any of these. Yep. Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, A Sister. I'm going to go with The Neighbor's Window because it sounds a little scandalous. Mm, mm. I'm going to go with um, A Sister. I don't I don't know any of those. I, like, I haven't seen any of those. Okay, so now. What was, what was your guess? What? What was your guess for the last one? Neighbor's Window. Neighbor's Window. So now, here's the best part. Are you ready for the short film animated? Mm-hmm. I have seen some of these. Daughter. Mm-hmm. Hair Love. We've seen that one. Yes. For sure. In front of Angry Birds 2. Yes. Also Shogun. Uh, it, was, it was the best part of Angry Birds 2. Um, Kitbull, which I assume stars Pitbull. Memorable. And then Just Sister. Not a sister. Oh wow! So oh, maybe that was the sister I was thinking of. I'm gonna go I had like a cheat sheet, but like the A like rubbed off on my hand. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Which one was it? <laughs> uh, hair love. I'll go with. I'm also gonna go with hair love. That's um, the only one I've seen, but also it was good. I've seen Kitbull as well. That's a Pixar one. What was um, that before? It wasn't before a movie. It's part of their like Spark Shorts initiative kind of thing. They messed up, but. Production design when you're done. Yep. It's writing, guys. Yeah, no, keep reading. I will write past. That's why this looks terrible. Production design. We gotta go. We gotta, the we gotta keep the listeners engaged. <laughs> the we don't Irishman. want them to see three hours and be like, do I want to listen to this podcast or watch The Irishman? I don't. Irishman's three and a half, so oh, they, this is already shorter. Yeah, we got time. This is also better than The Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> Production design. The Irishman. Jojo mm-hmm. Rabbit. 1917. Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with. 1917. Yeah, I'm also going to go with 1917. Yeah, that's the right option, I think. <laughs> Although, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood probably has a dark horse chance. Like, I, that might be the... I don't even know if it's a dark horse. No, I mean, it's, it's just, just probably like, second uh, place. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. They, they might lean for that because they're just like, oh, it's it's Hollywood. It's where we live, but older. It's where we live. <laughs> Music, original song. Can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story 4. I don't know. I have no clue what's going to win from this one. I'm going to Love Me Again mm-hmm. from Rocket Man. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. You like that Breakthrough review I sent you today, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me crack up. Um, 
Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, and Stand Up from Harriet. I feel like... Who did these songs? They don't say who performed. Yeah, they say who did it, but it's um, Randy Newman, Elton John. Um, I think it's probably just Diane Warren. I have no idea. That one's obviously Adina Mazel. But they don't say it, so I'm like, well, maybe someone... That one's actually uh, Cynthia Arrival. I learned that today, that she's actually performs the song herself. I don't know who that is. She's the one that plays Harriet in oh, the movie. What else is and she? And is also directed, or she's also nominated for her role in Harriet. She's also in The Outsider, which I learned. I was like, that's an odd uh, next step in your career. What's but The Outsider? The HBO show based on the Stephen King book I read. Oh. Yeah, hmm. she's in that. Well, interesting. That's, that's interesting, okay. It's a good show. Anyway. Uh, I'm uh, going to go with Into I'm going to Love Me again. I'm going to go with Into the Unknown. Okay. They're going to give it to Frozen. They're going to be able to listen gonna here. They're going to give it to Elton John. Or should it be... Dude, you know what? Switch me to I'm Standing With You. Not because I think it's going to win, but I just want to see a Christian <laughs> film win an Oscar. Okay. I'm writing it down. It's too late. It's... Oh, yeah. I, I will know, accept joke not, <laughs> you know, jokes uh, as... Uh, Music, original score, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. It's going to be Joker. Yeah, I'm going to go with Joker, too. It's the one that's been kind of sweeping. And uh... I would love to have, honestly, I think these three scores are amazing. I don't remember enough about Joker to really know. I like all these scores more or less. I mean, Star Wars, it's just like the same stuff. That's the thing. It's like they see John Williams and they're but, like, yep, yeah, I mean, it's John Williams and it's the last Star Wars movie he's doing, which is, you know, yeah. probably how it got here in the first place. But I think that's as far as it gets. I think they're like, we'll give him a nom because yes. it's the last time, but the win's going to go to. I If I had else. to pick one that I hope would win here, probably Little Women. Okay, sure. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, 1917. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlize Theron looks like Megyn Kelly in that right. movie and that's insane to me yeah. I thought it was just her mm-hmm. I'm like that's weird but okay um, I think it's between that and Joker yeah. to be honest I'm gonna go Bombshell I think it might, might I think, somehow I'm gonna win go this. Bombshell because I think that narrative where they're like oh she looks just like Megyn Kelly I think that's gonna be the what's in the right. minds that's honestly insane I can't even believe it. Whereas Joker, it's like, okay, but is it really that different from all the Jokers before? Yeah, exactly. Uh, International feature film, Corpus Christi from Poland, Honeyland from North Macedonia, Les Miserables from France. Why did they nominate Les Miserables? I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. Okay, fair. But maybe it's just, I haven't seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire yet. Right. I'm so excited to watch but that movie. But you're already a passionate I'm already a support. passionate supporter. <laughs> exactly. You get it. So it should have been nominated. Pain and Glory. Yeah. Uh, from Spain. And Parasite from South Korea. Parasite's going to win. Maybe it's the one that's also nominated for Best Picture. Same thing with last year where Roma won. You're like, yeah, I mean, come on. <clears throat> Film editing. Mm-hmm. We got Ford v. Ferrari. Ferrari? <laughs> It's, it's midnight. We're doing this. Yeah. Irishman, yeah. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, mm. and Parasite. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, this, uh, this one's like one. I, none of these struck me as great editing. I'll go with Irishman. Mm. I am going to go with um, I don't know Ford v Ferrari. Yeah, that was gonna be my second bet. 
Yeah, that's an odd one. Because, I mean, usually it's the one... I mean, last year they gave it to Bohemian Rhapsody, so uh, who even who even knows? I cannot know? even... Dude. Oh, my God. Who knows what their criteria are? Well, and like they said, like, uh, editors nominate editors, right? And everyone votes at that point, I think is how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people who don't understand how editing works probably were like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, I liked that movie, and then they voted for it, <laughs> so who knows. Um, documentary, short subject, in the absence, learning to skateboard in a war zone, if you're a girl. Life overtakes me, St. Louis Superman and walk, run, cha-cha. I'm going to go with learning to skateboard in yep, a war zone. Yeah, me too, only because of the name. The, name is the, <laughs> the name's too good. <laughs> yep, we're on the same page there. Documentary, feature, length, American Factory, The Cave, the Edge of Democracy, For Sama, and Honeyland. I will go with American Factory because it's the only one I've heard of. I'm going to go with American Factory because I think they want to be like, hey, we gave an award to Obama. Fair, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do directing second to last. Costume design. Uh, the Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Little Women. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'll, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's my hmm. pick here. See, the thing is, I really love the costume design in Joker. I don't know if it's strong enough to win it. It might be Little Women because they just like the you know like they, they like period pieces. Fair. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I guess it's technically a period piece. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna support Joker in this one. I'm just gonna just because well, I think that's the words the best I never thought I'd hear you say. So. I think that's the best part of the movie. So I am going to you know just give them a little uh, encouragement. Cinematography, The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, getting its one yeah. nom here, uh, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This one's rough because, like, Irishman is good, Joker looks alright, um, 1917 looks good for what it is, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood looks good. The Lighthouse is the only one that I'm like, oh my god, that looks amazing. But the fact that it got it's nominee not is, going, yeah. like, nomination it's is like, it's never going to win. No. So I'm going to go 1917 to support my do- my boy, Mr. Deacons. I'm also going 1917 because I think it's, you know, they can't... Um, can't lose all of these. <laughs> well, the Academy isn't going to be like, oh, one shot, that must be the best one. True. <laughs> um, How to Train Your Dragon. This is an animated world. feature. Animated feature, yep. I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what happens here. Yeah, I mean, because oftentimes it's just like, oh, my kids uh, watch that movie, so then I will uh, I'll award that, which would make it Toy Story 4. Yeah, but, but it hasn't won any of the others. Because no one went to see Missing Link. Mm-mm. Barely anyone saw Klaus, and I think those are the three it would be between, is those three. I don't think I lost, I think when I lost my body, it's just like, kind of like that smaller, like more adult-oriented one that they just always throw in the mix. Life is like, hey, animators aren't just for kids, you know? Yeah. And How to Train Your Dragon in the Hidden I don't even World. Know how I just, got in there, to be honest. Uh, because, I mean, it's good. It's really they good. They were like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I'm going Missing Link just because I hope it kind of topples all these other giants. Yeah. I'm going to go Clouds just to. Uh, 2D animation. Just to, you know, yeah. Just uh, kind of go with a dark horse. Actress in a supporting role Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Laura Dern in Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson in JoJo Rabbit. Florence Pugh and Little Women, and Margot Robbie and Bombshell. Uh, Laura Dern. Yeah. 
That's not even a question. Yeah. Actress in a leading role. Cynthia Erivo, Erivo, Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan, Lil Women. <laughs> should have the name of the movie if they want anachronistic. Lil Women. What? Like L-I-L. <laughs> Lil, Lil Women. Women, yeah. Charlize Theron, yeah. Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger, Judy. I don't know. I'm going to go with Renee Zellweger. Has she been winning a lot? She's been winning a lot. I'll give it to my girl, Saoirse. God, I messed it up, and I even said I practiced it in the mirror, like, bloody Mary. Wait one second, let me uh, Has Saoirse won yet? I don't think she has, but she's amazing in everything. I she does. I don't know. Keeps scrolling away, but Aaron keeps looking over. So I don't know how to spell these names. <laughs> uh, actor in a supporting role. Yeah. Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins, Two Pope. Al Pacino, Irishman. Joe Pesci, The Irishman. Now, did they both need to be nominated? Well, sure. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's going to win. That's not even a question. Okay. <laughs> actor in a leading role. Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I didn't even know he was nominated. Yeah. Um, Adam Driver, Marriage mm-hmm. Story, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, Jonathan Price, Two Popes. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he's going to win. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. But Oh, my God. How do you spell Joaquin? Joaquin. Like Joker. He was born to play this role. <laughs> he was role. born to play. I hope Adam Driver wins, though, because he's amazing in it. Mm. Um, yeah. Directing. I skipped directing and best picture, so we did those last. Okay. Uh, Irishman, Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese, Joker, Todd Phillips, 1917, Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, Parasite, Parasite, yeah, <laughs> Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Now, they split more often than not now, don't they? They split... Cause, like, seeming like every other year kind of thing. But uh, I think it's been, like, every year for, like, the past three now. No, not for Shape of Water. Shape of Water it was That's right. that and Del Toro. But beyond that, I think it's always been a split. I'm still going with Sam Mendes. I think that this is going to be year where they line it up. I'm going to go Parasite. If we're going to go off of last year, where they gave the directing award to the foreign film winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the consolation prize uh, approaching. Yeah. I haven't watched that since we saw it. Parasite? No, um, Roma. I need to watch Roma? that again. Oh. Yeah, I don't typically rewatch movies often enough, so. Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, Best Picture, sorry. Ford yeah. v. Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women. Marriage Story, 1970. I've just been saying it like that now. Uh, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Do they not... Interesting. Yeah, they're counting as like 19. That's... Mm, it. Yeah, that's so sure stupid. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. I think it's definitely between those last three. Yeah, It's going to be too. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Um, again, Parasite has the hurdle. No foreign language film has ever won Best Picture. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has the hurdle of it's kind of fallen behind on winning many awards this award season. It was too early in the year. Yeah. 
It's and 1917 has is no like the clear runner, <laughs> but it's also kind of like the obvious choice, and they right. seem to have avoided the obvious choice in a lot of recent years. With like highly competitive years, there's been a greater chance of like these kind of like they split votes. Yeah. See, here's my thought: Ford v Ferrari and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood split votes. <laughs> sure, they're like they're too like similar crowd. You see okay. what I mean? I don't think they're similar enough quality to I think it's more likely that like the Irishman once upon a time in Hollywood. Okay, fair, yes. Yeah, better better call. But I think Irishman and Marriage Story are rolled out because they're still not ready to give it to Netflix. No, definitely. They're like, fine, I guess we have to acknowledge you made great movies, but we're not giving you our top prize. No, you know, it's gonna be forever like the carrot on the string for Netflix yeah. until you know the theater system finally breaks for good. Oh, almost got it. <laughs> so close. Um, um I'm going with nineteen seventeen. I, I think there might be an upset this year, but there was an upset last year, right? Well, did we ever really different think kind Green of upset. Book was going to win? A lot of people did. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's going to win." It won the PGA. It won like you know all this sort of I mean, stuff. No one so. just wanted to believe it. I'm. <sighs> yeah. Again, last year was a highly competitive year as well, and those always have seemed to be like the you know what really is going to come up on top because there's a lot of different. Uh, the thing is, we'll know really early on in the night. What we think is gonna win, yep. like it might change completely. Like if Jojo Rabbit wins best thing, best screenplay, we're gonna be like, oh god, Jojo Rabbit's winning. <laughs> um, and if 1917 wins best screenplay, you're like, okay, I see what you're doing yeah. here because there there was a screenplay to that. <laughs> What's your choice, man? The thing is, 1917 is going to win, but do I take the dark horse chance? Do uh-huh. I say Parasite? So I say this is what they give it to. Uh, we should have like some kind of like extra, like like kind of like a putting money down, but not actual money for because right. uh, you know a parasite just comes out here. I, there should be like a special reward the for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you get extra points for it. I'm gonna go parasite. I think maybe this is the year. If there was ever a year, I think this is the one that everyone who watched it was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to it. So that's it. Harry's gonna rip that. Is that good ASMR for you guys? Is it better that I'm talking over it? <laughs> uh, so that's our uh, predictions. That's our talk about all the movies. It only got to two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, still less time than it would take to watch The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Still less time than it would take to watch probably like another one of the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Once was 245, yeah. I think. Yeah, there we go. So, guys, that was it. We'll be back again soon, I'm sure. Maybe. Maybe. We Next will. Oscars. We will. I, we just, oh my god. We've been seeing so many movies there. We have. We saw Doolittle. We saw Doolittle, and boy, let me tell you, if you ever wanted to see just some just some good old fun, some good old clean family fun, Doolittle is just really the movie for you. Yeah. So, check out our letterbox <laughs> where you can see my uncensored thoughts of the um, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. If you want to follow us around the internet, you can follow Aaron at Honest, Honest Opinion, on, Opinion Twitter. on Twitter. MyHonestOpinion.com. The Aaron's will be out um, probably the same day as the Oscars by the pace I'm going. Um, yeah, those will be out soon on MyHonestOpinion.com. Nice. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. How are things going? Uh, I finished the TV section and the worst films. I always forget you do the TV section. I do a, do a TV section, yeah. TV's bad. It's just all TV is bad. All you just bad. never watch enough TV to know. You'd yeah. be like, oh, people can watch more than ten TV shows in a year. Okay. 
I, as if I watched that many. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you want to find David from the main podcast around the internet, you can find him at DBEX with two S's 15 on Twitter. DBEX 15 on Twitter. Um, if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me, hey, hey, on Twitter. Twitter, you know. Uh, Jake Lace. Or he'll on be Twitter. tweeting out little women in about two yeah, hours. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Once he figures out the rest of the punchline, yeah, there's it's that. Not like that's good, not a punchline enough. Uh, that hasn't ever stopped me before, though. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, uh, and I'm also Jake Lace on Letterboxd. I write reviews on there, and you can go over look at those. Um, and yeah, I'm actually working on not the errands. That's too big, mm-hmm. too big of a project. Mm-hmm. But I am working on a little something. Some. One thing will be out. I don't know when this is going to come out, but it'll be out around the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what I'll say because That's I don't know when man. I'm going to finish it. I know. Okay. I've been working on it. Okay. Okay. I just um, want to make sure you know. And the other thing will be out around the Oscars before, not after. See, the thing that I'm working on for now is it needs to be around the Super Bowl. It can be after because it's like, hey, you know that big game? Here are my big games from 2019. <laughs> um, and the other one, it's a it's a games in a movie list if you couldn't get that. Well, but um, yeah. Shocking. Yeah. So, guys, join us next time when we talk about something that's going to not be best picture not what yeah well it's gonna why be... are you breaking the news to me like this man what do you mean i mean i've been talking about i've been hyping up the bye bye man it's not for like be... the past three years now it's not gonna be best and picture. now you're just coming out here and just being like oh this isn't gonna win best picture you just drop it casually into yes. the conversation like that just break my heart t- like t- that <laughs> We got, we're going to be out with the uh, Raising Arizona podcast. <laughs> Is that not out? No, it's not out. Oh, yet. no. <laughs> it's going to be so dated by the time. What do we, we probably, oh, God, I don't even want to get into it. Um, but, yeah, this is my DCU ranked. I pulled that up for some reason. <laughs> so, guys, join you're us like, next What if those were the best picture now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Batman v Superman. <laughs> I and mean, we did talk about Batman on the Best Picture um, uh, That is pretty podcast, crazy. So that is, yeah, pretty wild. Guys, join us next time when we talk about Raising Arizona. Sure. Goodbye. <laughs>